Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and today it's the WNR 414. The start of WrestleMania weekend and NXT stand and deliver. And that has literally just finished. It's the first time ever in WNR podcast history that it's basically a post show. Uh, and, and crazily enough, Dolph Ziggler has just retained the NXT championship, but we're going to talk about that and so much more. I'm not alone. I have the pleasure today to be joined by, well, he is the biggest heel on the WNR podcast now. His heel turn was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we're going to go into that right now. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm, I'm soaking it in, you know. Uh, it feels good on the dark side, I guess. I didn't, uh, I didn't even realize. I guess it, was, was it, a, it, I, it wasn't really a double turn, huh? Because I, I just turned it myself, right? <laughs> it was. It was. No, you guys didn't even book it. I just did it on my own. Well, one of the most <laughs> shocking moments in podcast history. A lot of people that have been fans of mine since day one uh, are, are so upset, and they just—I don't think they were expecting it. I think this is the thing. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, how are you feeling two weeks on? Because the great thing, a perfect hill believes in what they've done. <laughs> yes, and I and that's what it is. I'm on that route. I'm more of the basking in it. I was justified, uh, you know, whatever. You know, feel how you want to feel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, the the thing is, you know, heels in real life are usually assholes. So, you know, uh, I've, I've tried not to be a heel in real life, but if that's what people feel after that, you know, just because I stated my opinion, that's fine with me. That's cool, you know. It's a good thing. I don't mind. I like it. I like the heat. I think it was more shock than anything else. But yeah. the thing is, is like we you talked about on that show, and a lot of people have mentioned, is the fact it's different opinion is not uh, an issue, and and you can't agree no. with it, uh, all the time. You know, it's it's just it's just one of those things, and. Uh, I think a lot of people are surprised. It's fun, man. <laughs> it's like yeah, no, and I'm glad. I'm glad they that, that they had their preconceived notions crushed. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I really well, like it. This is the thing. So uh, we're going to find out what Monty we are getting today. Uh, but like <laughs> I said, there's a couple of rules. I guess we don't talk about Bruno or Charlotte anymore. Those two, two <laughs> things that we don't. <laughs> But tonight, well, we've got night one build-up because, yes, three and a half hours of action wasn't enough already. We're going to have four hours of night one here tonight. We're going (laughs) to run through the cards, get predictions, uh, but up first, NXT. uh, And we're going to look at three episodes of NXT. So, yes, we are going to kind of do a mini update just before we get to TakeOver. Uh, We're going to start March 15th. And the Miz introducing his friend and new NXT champion Dolph Ziggler with Robert Roode uh, for a Miz TV on NXT. LA Knight arrived to challenge Ziggler instead. Um, and it was a bit weird because, of course, LA Knight coming off a loss uh, to Grayson Waller and then getting a title shot in the main event. But it was good to yeah. see the Miz and Knight cross swords because these two guys can definitely go on the mic. Right, I thought that's the that was the cool part of it. You know, I thought this was kind of like a testing of the waters for a character who's obviously um, just a great person for the main roster because of his ability on the mic. So uh, putting him out there with Ziggler, putting him out there with the Miz, and having him do that, even if it really doesn't make sense, just because he just recently lost a big match, 
you know, uh, I still thought it was fine because L.A. Knight was in there with people that he will probably be in the ring with on the main roster sooner than later. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like you talk about with um, with L.A. Knight, he's kind of got that feel of main roster already. And then we had the match qualifier, Santos Escobar versus Cameron Gimes. And this was back and forth, exciting match, of course, between uh, two of NXT's best. The near falls, remember, didn't overly rely on the two-men signature move. It was surprising to see Grimes lose, but Escobar has been well protected in NXT. It's still possible that Grimes could find his way into the ladder match. Uh, we liked both guys, and this was another competitive match, you know? Yeah, man. Like I said, awesome. Two guys, they have surprisingly, I don't know, because I didn't necessarily thought, I don't remember them really fighting each other much, but they really have really good chemistry together. Uh, but so, you know, uh, and maybe I'm misremembering something, but anyway, I don't mind them revisiting that, like, just as a few, because that's how good I thought the, like, just that one-on-one contest was. It was just solid. And, uh, you know, and then again, Melo basically booking all of these qualifying matches and then on commentary, I, I thought he, they, they added to the match, which they continue to do throughout these qualifications. Matches. Yeah, I think we're about that. And then up next, A-Kid making his debut versus Kushida. We saw a quick video package for a kid before he's matched, uh, and of course he would face this. The winner of this would face Grayson Waller in a qualifier. Uh, she seemed to have a kid's number early on, but the ex UK star answered him counter, and kid shocked the Japanese superstar a tilt world DDT for the win. I mean, give a kid an entrance at least. Come on, but it, thank you. I, it, I, that's <laughs> the first thing I wrote down. I was like, I was bummed about that if they didn't even give him an entrance. Well, it's great to see these guys wrestles, and 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 I think Kushida should go to NXT UK. You know, if any wrestler, yeah. you know, could fit that, he, he would fit perfectly. And uh, you know, I also like you said, not a full entrance, but like it's no way. This was a smart move to give him Kushida first. You know, uh, you know, it just it was, it was technical expertise showcased by both of them. And, you know, it, it, it kind of ended abruptly, but, you know, I guess it was just like a little test, a little thing, a little thing just to show you what A-Kid can do, even though I, we know that they both could have did better. But, yeah, I agree with you. Kushida would fit mighty fine in NXT UK. Right, uh, and, again, I don't know if it's just because I've been watching a lot of NXT recently, but I thought the opening half hour, 40 minutes of this show, good. like we said, we've just had Grimes and Santos. We started with Miss TV and then Kushida and A-Kid. They did bring it down a bit with Tracy Stratton attacking Sarai uh, before her transformation and pinning her with ease in a match. Uh, then it kind yeah. of picked up a little bit with Champa giving a heartfelt promo detailing his journey in NXT and saying the chapter is oh, closing. Uh, Tony D issued a challenge for Stand and Deliver. Hartwell pinned Perotta and afterwards Dexter and Duke got involved. And I'm not shitting you at making a competition. No, but I'm calling it. There's going to be a vignette with all four in bed. Without a doubt, this is where it's going. Round they're, they're just whoring Duke out at this point. <laughs> See, the response. The old Monty would have been like, yeah, man, I completely agree. And he's just, the hill Monty. He's just like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about, talk about it. Oh, my God. Well, so bad. Well, Raul Mendoza was no match for Dominic Mysterio. Um, 
Fallon Henny, Jeff Briggs and Brooks Jensen even the odds with Legado. It's now Dominic to hit a 6 9 on a frog splash to win. Uh, Cora Drade trapped JC Jane and Jesus Jonah backstage for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship. She then tried to steal Mandy Rose's car for the NXT Women's Champion Quarter laying her out. She spray painted Jay's back and stood with toxic attraction. I did mm-hmm. like the spray paint, uh, paint reference. Hopefully, Scott Hall as well. Right, yeah, definitely. That's what I thought. It was like well timed, right there. I thought that was a nice uh, reference, and I noticed that it was it was she was going for TA there. So you know, a lot of times when people use the spray paint, it does not work out. You have no. It was sometimes even when they did it, like that, she, that really supposed to be in. I remember, as a matter of fact, the perfect famous example: Hogan, uh, I think on Savage. You know, you could tell he wasn't used to the spray paint at the time. Anyway, funny, yeah, but they did, yeah. This is the it, thing. It worked out, and it was nice. To, or your massive N, you, massive Believe w. it or not, I just went on a soliloquy about spray paint. <laughs> yeah. What about to say? Massive N, massive W, and then towards the end of the body, they go, oh, shit, and it's a tiny little woe. Like, that, that's usually what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Thank you. You do. I'm, I'm glad you got me. I felt old for a second. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got you. Don't worry about that. Well, the Creed brothers took the ring to Martino, who attacked them. MSK came out to clear they did not attack them. It was a triple threat match for Stand and Deliver. Malcolm Bivens questioned the Grizzly Young Vets as well as Justin Offie and Malik Blade. As Zach Gibson and James Drake were willing to fight Judas and Brutus Creed next week if I've got my future title match. And then the NXT Championship, Dolph Ziggler versus LA Knight. Breaker arrives as Knight seemed to be finding stride against Ziggler. Rude distracted Knight and after Ziggler closed to the apron. This allowed him to get the foot on the rope for a near fall. Ziggler sent Knight into two dome buckles for hitting a super kick to win. And retain after the finish. Breaker stormed out challenge Jigger for a match at Stanley delivered a shelf accepted after the challenge laid out the glorious one with a right hand. I mean, this was quite an enjoyable main event, even if the result was a full-blown conclusion, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, it ended up being really, really good. I kind of viewed this as like a test, too, again, for Knight to see how well he would do, you know, against people. You know, I think that's another reason that you can have a guy like Ziggler down that he can be a nice measuring stick because you know not only you know you're going to get good matches and you know uh good performances and we know how good Ziggler is at making other people look good uh but you just like again he's that veteran present so I just think it's kind of he's perfect in this role of kind of helping uh people along and you kind of get to see what Knight uh could do and I, I think in this in this case if you view it as a test he definitely passed it to me because this was definitely a fun main event and I thought he performed really well. And, uh, you know, it was a clean retain, pretty much, in my opinion, for Ziggler. Besides, like, one, like, distraction from Rude. Like you said, no one really thought it would go the other way. But this was still really good stuff. Yeah, without doubt. And then we move on to March 20th. NXT team, we started off a ladder match qualifier. Roderick Strong versus Solo Sokoa. And Solo beat him clean. I mean, at least Roderick <laughs> Strong did beat Wolfgang in NXT UK. But my God, mm-hmm. didn't make it any more obvious. Uh, it's, it's just, I'm not, you know, we've we've seen NXT for a very long time. And I'm not saying he's missed a personality, but if there was a chance for him to be a success, it would be with Diamond Mind. And I think he's peaked with a Cruiserweight title, would be fair to say, you know. That is fair. Uh, I think uh, a guy like Roger Strong, he's so solid and so just good in the ring. They kind of get comfortable with him, and you know, I don't think they ever really think of him as the guy for the for these moments. Even though I think we all know that he could deliver, 
because he's just, like I said, just really, really good in the ring. But uh, I think he's kind of like, and I'm not to say he is a Cesaro, but they kind of like the same way I feel like they got comfortable with a Cesaro on the main roster and kind of knowing he could do anything. So we don't really necessarily have to push him a lot. We can just go out there. He's going to give anyone a good match, win or lose. That's kind of in the role I think they they view Roderick Strong. So, you know, it's, we know he's good, but we don't. it's hard to ever really get invested in him to win those big matches because he, you know, he's never really either in them or never really won going over. But uh, this is a fun opener, honestly. And, you know, I thought solo winning was the right move because I, even though I think, like you said, he's peaked out and down in mind, Roger Strong is obviously doing something else, you know, going uh, for the U- NXT UK title at the moment. So I just kind of figured that, yeah, it would be that way, even uh, if it wasn't quite solidified at that point yet. Uh, but, yeah. So uh, this is this is fun. This is fun though. I didn't have a problem with it. No, I'll say that. One of my problems is that you know someone like Roger Strong versus Ilya Dragunov for the NXT title maybe could get on stand and deliver and actually give Ilya another chance to. That's true. You know, be with a massive. Well, I say a big crowd and and to have the limelight mm-hmm. shine on them, but. Obviously, you know, they're going, fuck NXT UK. So, uh, but anyway, we've got, right. um, we've got Tony D beating Dexter Loomis in the cluster. And then Tommaso Ciampa interrupted Tony D's promo afterwards, planting with a fairy He promised to write his own fairy tale ending at Stand and Deliver. Um, Electra Lopez defeated <laughs> Fallon Henley. We then get the glorious theme played as Bobby Roode with yeah. Robe faced off with the memories. Break. I mean, it is just good times, you know. When people say, "Oh, Robert Roode," like he was. I mean, he beat Nakamura when Nakamura was at his kind of peak in NXT mm-hmm. as well, you know. And uh, would he beat Breaker here? Well, he did hit a spinebuster. T is the glorious DDT, but Breaker fought out and hit a spear. Roode well, got out of a military press position, hit a glorious DDT for a near fall, but Bron caught Roode midair for the win. Ziggler caught Breaker from behind with a super kick. I really enjoyed uh, this. Bron has it, as we've talked about. My only problem was that Rude had a massive bogey in his nose towards the end. And I just, you know what I'm like? I just, I just can't. <laughs> Rude It's one seems... of those things that you just can't, you can't take your eyes off, but you want to. No, but he seems motivated in NXT and it's a Bobby Rude oh, you've yeah. not seen in a little while. Yeah, I agree. This is very good. This is very good. You know, it was, it was fun. Like you said, seeing Rue back in that element. You know, and I think that's the thing. I think he always would, you know, could tap into this. It's just on the main roster for a long time now. He's just been out of that element, just kind of either in the shuffle, in a tag team, just doing, you know, you know, random things backstage, uh, not really even involved off and on. Like I said, it could be so inconsistent sometimes on the main roster that it can take you out of that. But, yeah, he definitely was back in his element here. And I think people forget how good, you know, he is. And Ziggler also. And I thought I think NXT so far is a great way of just letting people, reminding people of just how good they, they are. And, uh, you know, and when he hit the glory DDT, I actually almost thought he beat Breaker at the time. Because, you know, I just, again, maybe it was the memories coming back and all that. But it was fun, you know. And Breaker is the man. And, uh, you know, Rude made him look looking great there. So I thought that was that was the goal was accomplished. Yeah, without a doubt. Well, we get a ladder match qualifier, Grayson Waller versus A-Kid. 
Uh, he can impressively manage to count multiple big moves from Grayson. He still fails to springboard a leg sweep in return, rolling cutter for free. And afterwards, Hayes gave Kid Cameron Grimes a strong a second chance in the triple threat qualifier for a ladder match. Uh, I tried his best here, but we kind of knew which way it was going to go. A yep. bit, bit like the Creed brothers beating Grizzled Young Vets, you know. Like I said, one of the best teams <laughs> around, but just oh my can't catch a break. But we see a mysterious duo showing up on a Titan Sean, destroying Mine's personal training room as well. Um, Volta ran through Duke Hudson, finished him off with a powerbomb, but holy shit mm-hmm. chant from the chop. And again, you know, I try not yep. to do this, but you and I have been fans of Volta for a long time. We know how dangerous his chops are. But it's when someone mm-hmm. sees it or experiences it for the first time and realises kind of what right. monster he is, you know. Man, that was the most notable moment of that whole time, like that little match. You know, it was. Uh, I still remember it vividly, and everyone just it. It is funny to me when he delivers it. It's just like it's nothing like how I feel like the match stopped for a second. It's like every like it's it's, a, it's, it's always an explosion. Like everybody, oh my god! But like you know, like you said, holy shit here in this case. But like you literally have to listen. You have to look back. Just let it happen, and you just. It's such an experience, like oh my god, like that has to hurt. Is no, you can't, you can't fake that. I don't care how predetermined or however, however you want to look at wrestling, you can't, you can't, you know, <laughs> not feel that impact. So yeah, it's, it's a once in a, it's a once in a lifetime type of experience here. And like you said, in a random, you know, basically a squash match here. Even though I thought Duke tried his best at times, but we, we all knew it was gonna happen. And yeah, that chop was sick. It was sick. It, it deserved the, the chance. <laughs> the thing is, as well, is that Duke obviously got a few strikes. You saw this kind of red mark on Volta's body as well. And it'd mm-hmm. be interesting. I would love to see someone like Volta. I know it's never going to happen, but get someone like JBL. You know, JBL kind of take liberties. And Volta probably be like, look, just hit me as hard as you can. Yeah, close mm-hmm. like me from hell. But I've got I've got to chop you. And I just want to see what someone like Bradshaw would... Re- Do you know what I mean? It would just be incredible. Because I don't think people realise the power... That Volta actually has got. Yeah. Um, and then we see him disparaging LA Knight, and the Million Dollar Megastar came out to challenge him. Imperial attack Knight, MSK made the save. And then in the main event, the Women's Dusty Classic final, Eoshai and Kaylee Ray versus Dakota Kai and Wendy Chu. And of course, Toxic Attraction had a new Toxic Lounge close to the ring for the final of Dusty Tag Team Classics. Match went back and forth. And Kaylee Ray finally put it away with a Kaylee bomb on two, followed by Eo Shai's over the moonsault to win. Mad Rose taunted the winners as Confetti fell, but they surprised Toxic Tracks lead by announcing they were cashing in their total opportunity by making the NXT Women's Championship match a fatal four way. Cora Jade joined the two and sent Toxic Attraction running. Uh, but what the dick was the Dusty Tag Classic about? The Tag Classic about this year <laughs> with, with the men's. And the woman's. What are they doing? Yeah, they were horrible. <laughs> At least, like, uh, just screw the outcome, right? Even though I thought this match was a, was like probably the best thing that they've done in the entire tournament. Like, it was pretty good. But yeah, just immediately after they're telling you that we wasted your time, basically. And yeah, and then like you said, the Dusty Cup winners, both of them, and we'll get to that later. <laughs> the outcome even reaffirms it. The outcomes of their 
of their arcs so far going forward. We'll talk about it later in more detail, but yeah, this is crazy when you think about it, but uh, I, I didn't mind the outcome because I was like, okay, well, I, I don't mind a fatal four way, but it, it, it's true. It's a hundred percent true. Like, what, what, what the, what did we, what, what did we watch all those tag matches for? Just, just so they could just say, nope, screw the tag belts. Who needs them? Honestly, it's just <laughs> honestly, it's just. What can you say? They don't. Help I don't yeah. You know, it's, it's like on no. kickoff when they put. Duke Persia in the indexed oh cowboy outfits. You're thinking you're not helping the cause. Anybody turning the channel one who doesn't know will just turn it right. straight off again. And a tag tournament where the winners get a single title opportunity is just, <laughs> just you know. I know WWE have had triple threat match for a tag team titles before and all this other jazz, but. Come on, and, and it came up. It came off so rushed to me. It's like, oh god, I think we forgot that you know Cora's the only contender we've given her, and I don't think we want to give her that just one on one with Mandy. So I, let's I, put the two I, veterans here. Just you could just feel how last minute it felt almost, or almost, off the yeah. top of the head. They didn't trust you know? Cora Jade to kind of do the heavy lifting in this title match. So they exactly had to, because I would have much rather see EO and Kaylee Ray go for the tag titles and potentially win it. Then because mm-hmm. it would at least made sense, yeah, because they won the t- Dusty Classic. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. See how much sense that makes. But look at us. Here we go again, trying to make them make sense. Oh, we have to uh, stop. I know. Too much know. logic. Uh, final <laughs> NXT March 29th, LA Night and MSK versus Imperium. The fight started on the entryway. Eichner knocked down Wesley, then closed like for Barthel to win. Uh, the Creed Brothers walked out after the stare down both their opponents to stand and deliver. Uh, we then get Ivy Nile versus Tiffany Stratton. Sveri appeared on the apron to distract Stratton, who got self locked in a single arm, draggled, sleeping to force a tap out. I don't think I'd be more disinterested in a women's feud ever than Tiffany Thank Stratton you. and Saray. Thank you. Thank you. And it is it's sad. The sad thing about it is, I actually thought that they probably had some potential if done well with this new version of Sarai, but they've immediately <laughs> made it just seems like, yep, yeah, nope, nope, nothing here, nothing here. Yep. <laughs> and then with Stratton, oh my goodness, don't get me started on that. I just, I'm, I'm ready to skip literally as soon as it's on the screen at this point. It's getting bad so right now, James. I, I, that's why I think so far we've been avoiding to really talk about her in detail, and I and we, we should continue. <laughs> Well, we'll move as on. long as we have to, <laughs> yeah. until they force a title match on us or something. <laughs> yeah, until then. Uh, but oh, Lord. Chumasa Chumpa <laughs> said goodbye to WNXT with a heartfelt promo before leaving a steel chair with the dates of his NXT debut and his stand and deliver his last match, Ray putting it on it. Now, if it was Impact, that chair would be on eBay <laughs> before you could say <laughs> <laughs> What a little... But then Tony D told the Black Heart he made a big mistake by attacking a future Don of NXT from behind. Um, another group of people I don't like, Brooks and Jensen, beat Ligardo. <laughs> um, I, I don't know why I dislike him so much. It's just I, I just do. Um, but while... <laughs> maybe it's just because Legado haven't won a match in two and a half years yeah. on NXT. But I don't understand it. They are, they are money, and I don't understand why they still have to lose. No, they Wilds... should be at the top, man. They should be dominating. 
Wilde did do a crazy Matrix style elbow from ring mm-hmm. post down, which was impressive. And then this is just crazy. Dakota Kai could not find Wendy Chu, who had been attacked. EO oh my god, Katie I hated Ray. this so much. <laughs> Katie Ray and EO promised to end Toxic Attraction, beginning arguing who win the NXT mm-hmm. Women's Championship. Cora Jade explained she wanted to be the champion. Mandy Rose told everyone they need to remember who she was, refused to fear her for her opponents. Jane <laughs> and Dolan revealed their chat Cho before mocking all the competition. Kai attacked Toxic alone, but then was surprised by Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, kept, <sighs> she leapt into Gonzalez's arm, and it did bring a tear to my eye. But even I put here one last time, because the story of them together is is such a kind of... I don't. It's it's like Champa and Gagano just forgetting everything that happened beforehand. And again, I don't. Know if, I don't know. I don't know if it's a case of they just... had a street fight, man. They tried to kill each other. <laughs> yeah, they just they didn't. They, I, I like they, what term... This wasn't like one of those feuds. You know what I'm saying? Like just a a, a, a argument. <laughs> it's a friend getting back with an ex wife or or a partner that the breakup was just so bad and destroyed him. Right. Thinking. Why are you going back there? Like, don't you know? Exactly. Like, this is why she's crazy. <laughs> you're literally talking to yourself ever since the feud with her. And <laughs> and you just magically, everything is fine. Magically, because she came to help you. <laughs> okay. Well, then yeah. we had, no. we had uh, three squash matches. We had Bodie Haywood squashed by Von Wagner. Mm-hmm. Joe Gacy mm-hmm. beating Draco Anthony. And Nikita Lyons uh, beating Sloan Jacobs. Lash Legend mock lines on a tight John Challenger to a match next week. Yay. And then the main event, <laughs> NXT ladder qualifier, Cameron Grimes versus Roderick Strong versus A-Kid with Melo John in the commentary before Solo came to get a closer look. Waller then arrived with Sanger in the crowd and the action got the crowd on their feet. Strong parked A-Kid with a high knee and mm-hmm. a backbreaker, but Grimes caught him suddenly with the cave-in. The A-Champion grabbed a mic to mock Grimes, but was interrupted by Santos. And then, of course, a brawl broke out to end the mm-hmm. night. And the only thing we didn't get is William Regal coming out and saying, it's war games. <laughs> That's <Yep. laughs> but oh, it will be... we'll never get that one again. <laughs> no, it would come out on AEW and say, it's... <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it? Yeah, I'm trying to think what they called it. Uh, what do they guts. call it? It's blood and guts. Yeah, it's blood That's... and guts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> but again, talking about the main event, brilliant main event, free... Great yes. talents. We just talked about Strong. Of course, we know about Grimes and A-Kid chucked in there as well. Right. And, and by far, by the way, by far the best uh, match, you know, the uh, only thing really, in my opinion, that focus on really besides some of the promos was this match. So, you know, uh, like I said, this is like the three of the best. We all respect, like you mentioned earlier. And, uh, you know, then again, once again, uh, I thought this match was closer to, to what people should expect from A-Kid if you're not familiar with him. So I thought, you know, you know, this was really good stuff to really put him on, uh, you know, in the spotlight again in the main event. And, uh, you know, Melo was awesome on commentary once again. He's, he's like, he want A-Kid to win, but he don't want to get in trouble for beating the minor. I was like, oh, come on, man. I love it. That, 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 that was perfect. Anyway, Grimes winning was the right move to me because, like, you cannot tell me a story about a, a, a passed away relative. It did not make, qualify for the title match. I'm sorry. It just doesn't happen. So that's one thing that he had in his favor that no one else had. 
Yeah, I mean, if it was 20 years ago, we'd have lost in the hometown in front of his mum. But recent <laughs> times, WWE. Right, recently, yeah. They don't do that usually and not give you, uh, yeah, and if it the was, spotlight. So. And if it was MJF and AEW, he would have cut a promo on his dead dad. So that's the kind You know yes. what I mean? They were kind of. But hey, we're not he's looking a piece at of trash. we're not looking at AEW. Yeah. We're looking at NXT. <laughs> we're going to move on now because it is stand and deliver. Let's go. Second. We're going to kick off with kickoff. We've got Beth Phoenix, Ugh. Sam. Can't Good to see her, her name. Yeah, it was great seeing Beth. And I want to say Sarah or someone, but again, I don't want to get the name wrong. But <laughs> Beth Phoenix was definitely there, and Caleb Braxton yes. and uh, Pete were outside the stadium. They're not allowed in yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bivens joins the team inside to be instructed by Anoffi, sending his partner into an Imperium's locker room. But wait, because he had a bunny <laughs> and thought it would be toxic attraction, you see. <laughs> so he went in there. Yeah, W Humor's a shit. Uh, speaking of which, Dexter, yeah. Indy, Duke, and Persia yeah. going shopping was awful. Um, awful. Don't even. Yeah. We don't have to dwell. Well, I'm not going to move on. I'm going to move on straight away to the tag <laughs> team titles and toxic oh, attraction versus Kai and Gonzalez. And one of the biggest stories told was how Kai has been rejuvenated in the two weeks, implying her fragile <laughs> state of oh mind as of late was guilt over ruining her friendship, you see. This appeared to really? be a trick. Well, this is what I wrote. As well, the tag champions... <laughs> Weren't willing to go down without a fight. The time of champion has come to an end. With a little help from Wendy Chu's interference, Gonzalez scored the pin on Jane. Uh, this was the second time as tag team champions. Uh, and it was, <laughs> unless they lose the belts by the end of the show, it'd already be a longer title reign. So we have <laughs> got positives. Yes. Um, That's the positive. That's the only thing that would make me think of them originally when we when we talk about predictions. Is because um, I was like, well, they didn't really have much of a run originally, so. No, you know. no doubt. And like I said, it is weird seeing Kai and Gonzalez uh, back together. It was nice to NXT chance. Uh, Jane actually impressed me in this one. What were your thoughts with the match? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought this was fine. You know, it was a little clunky at times, you know, but it was still all solid. Uh, you know, I had no problem with anything that happened. I did. I didn't like how it was when Raquel was about to make her hot tag, you know, in. They stopped her because of the rope, uh, not grabbing the tag rope, and I was like, "We we enforcing this again now." I didn't. I thought Dono he was notorious for not enforcing this, but either way it go, I thought it kind of messed up the momentum of a hot tag. But it was a small detail. They recovered well, and they got they went back to doing what they needed to do. And as soon as Wendy showed up, like you mentioned, I just knew I was screwed on, on my pick of, of TA retaining here. And, uh, you know, I, I and then that, this is what made me mad at myself during the kickoff match. It was because Jane and Dolan committed the sin of highlighting that they have beaten everyone already right before this match. You never do that. If you are a champion in wrestling, never brag on how you've beaten everyone. I promise you, most of the time, the next person you fight, <laughs> you will lose to. And it was true in this case. I should have went with my gut, but. Again, this was this, and I, I told you how it just don't make sense to me how everything is just fine all of a sudden magically. I think Isla Dawn may, may be on NXT 2.0 now and doing some witchcraft here. I don't know how this works so fast that their their relationship they they developed their relationship back together way quicker than she got Cora Jade on her side. Like it took a couple vignettes, a couple weeks, right? If I remember, right, yeah. for Cora Jade to convince her. 
So it, that that they got together, they got it together really, really fast. But uh, you know, to be fair, like we mentioned earlier, they they hadn't had they didn't have an original run really. It was gone. Uh, you know, really, really, they were done. They were like I said, done the very next a week, I think, after the defense the first time. So I can live with it. But I gave it three uh, and three quarters. Yeah, I gave it three and three quarters as well. I mean, it was a shock. Don't get me wrong. To see Kai yeah. Gonzalez win, especially on the kickoff, especially when there was about a quarter of that too. In the crowd. I was like, yeah. on the kickoff, no way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a lot I of agree. things that make sense, and it was kind of maybe a little bit more of a shock factor uh, to kind of make people think, oh, there is something going to happen at this show, as opposed to kind of standard stuff, if you know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, free and free. It calls. did set that tone, though. Yeah, anything could happen. Yes, so I give them that. That's without a doubt. And again, it wasn't a bad match. Sixty-two um, percent no. of people uh, did go for toxic attraction in that. Moment. Okay, so we're all wrong. Good. So that wasn't, you know, the least we can take <laughs> out of that. Um, predictions. Well, the prediction league, and this is big because wow, there are seven points on the line over the next two days. Three WPG points. And, of course, bonus points for perfect scores if we get them. Then, if someone wins both nights of WrestleMania, that person will get a bonus point as well. But scores at the moment, we've got prediction leagues. We've got three prediction leagues. Uh, bonus league at this moment in time. Monty, Gina, and Jax here on I am in the lead with six. Uh, w Payview League, I haven't scored a point yet. Uh, Gina, Jax on two. Monty is three for three. And if that wasn't exciting enough, well, Select Match Podcast are joining us for predictions this Sweet. weekend. So we have got another challenger, a part of it as well. Uh, so we start off, and Jackson and Gina went Kai and Gonzalez. Monty, you with Select Match Pod went toxic. <laughs> Uh, so what a start for Jackie and Gina, who of course right? uh, don't watch NXT. And you know they were saying to me <laughs> it was difficult to do predictions. I said, yeah, but me and Monty are experts, and we want to find out who's you know what's uh, better being an expert. I don't feel like one. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the moment, Jackie and Gina are one nil up, um, and I like we had entrances for the ladder match on the kickoff as well, rather than just you know. Um, mm-hmm. anything else if you start the main show with the North American title ladder match Carmella Hayes versus Santos Espar versus Grayson Waller versus Cameron Grimes versus Solo Sikoa and all five superstars yeah. had moments when it looked like they could win it uh, the two faces Grimes and Solo had to work cut out from as a free heel so some extra help on the outside the Legado Trick and Sanga even had an in-gate segment mid-match where they were the bulk of the action mm-hmm. when everyone else was out <laughs> Uh, one rush of adrenaline, Grimes managed and capture the title to honour his late father. Um, like I said, lots of people outside doing stuff. Solo squashing four in the corner. Things turned up when Waller hit the cutter. Santos tried to kill Solo yeah. with the power bomb <laughs> through a ladder. I oh mean, my goodness, that's my Samoans are tough. He got back into that match afterwards as well. Yes, <laughs> um, yes, he did. We had Lopez flying into this one. Um, mm. Solo and Legada broke kayfabe uh, because Wilde <laughs> jumped on Solo's back and he just fell with them. Uh, but <laughs> Trick 
Trick Williams did his best Charles Samuels impression, trying to get the championship yeah. as well. And then Waller, Waller decided to break his arm on the ladder with a dive oh a la Jeff Hardy. I mean, that ladder, The how has he... If he hasn't broken his arm, it will be a miracle. He definitely. Right? <laughs> I agree. If he came out away from that unscathed, he's, he's a bad dude. Because <laughs> that was tough, man. That was tough. What were your thoughts on this match? I know ladder matches are kind of difficult because it's sometimes waiting for spots. But I don't think it was bad. Right. I didn't. I don't, I, I, you're going you gonna to think I'm crazy. I love this match. <laughs> this had an awesome pace. Like, it was a, I will say it was definitely a spot. Festy, and if you if you're not into it, maybe you don't like it. And I, but I didn't think it went over the you know over like logic either. Like uh, they, it was a little bit. It was still smart. It was hectic in the best way possible. Is the way I would explain it because it was a lot of stuff going on. But all of it, I, all of it, in my opinion, made sense within the theme of the match. And I thought everyone in this match, like you said, including the people who wasn't even directly in the match. Or like competitors, or you know, vi- fighting for the title, they all had moments to shine. And I just, I don't know, I don't think I've ever really seen a ladder match like that where everyone, you know, even, you know, it, it kind of gave. And I'm not trying to compare it to that great ladder match uh, of TLC and WrestleMania back in the days, but if you know, it was like you had Rhino running in and Spike Dudley, Lita running in, and those Edge and Christian Dudleys and Hardy ladder matches back in the day. So it kind of gave me them vibes. I'm not trying to say it was at the same way or anything, but just because it had a lot of people involved, this was just really, really fun. And then Waller, the kind of storyline of Waller being so ready, just so he just needs to go viral so much that he not only cost himself the match by jumping through that ladder, but he cost himself the match right before that because he's right by the belt and he was – he was contemplating, ah, oh, should I jump on him or should I? Like, I liked it because I was like, he is such an idiot that he just won't win the match. And he had it won. But, you know, and I was happy about that because I didn't pick Waller. But <laughs> the finish, uh, you know, was awesome to me. It was just, uh, it was like real executed. The right guy won, like I said. And I don't have a problem with saying this is a perfect, like, multi-man ladder match to me. Now, like I said, was it a little spotty at times? Let a lot of stuff happen, but ladder matches to me are all about moments. So if if, if you want to talk about moments, I felt like I almost got lost. There was so much, so many moments to go to just pick through, and like you listed off a couple of them, but you also probably didn't talk about something else that happened because it literally from the opening bell they were just going at a crazy pace. So I, I loved it. I I really I, I'm really high on this. I gave it five stars. Like I, I liked it that much. Like this is this is for me. This type of ladder match. Yeah, I think without a doubt, like you said, with some of the ladder matches and, you know, being a monthly thing, you know, basically, is to try and come up with new ways. And like, like right, said, with exactly. The, it's a perfect point you mentioned. It's not comparing to 17, but the amount of people on the outside becoming involved and then adding a different layer to the match, you know, was a different bit of fun. Of course, like I said, the right guy winning. But even if with the five guys... Whoever would have won that match, yes, you know, you could make an. Argument. I would have been happy, yeah. even Waller. Well, 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 <laughs> I, I mean, Solo, Solo, probably the one that probably didn't make the most sense. But even that, yes. like a open challenge type uh, thing every week on NXT, I think would work mm-hmm. in that way. Like I said, um, Waller has got this kind of hillness about Santos Escobar's probably the yes. guy we oh, don't my mention goodness. a lot. He really... The he setting on top of the ladder too. was fantastic. Oh, <laughs> like, God. And he made crazy, he made great facial expressions. <laughs> like something like the what he did after solo and just how he sold it. Like, 
did I really just do that? Like that's the look he gave it. He sold it really well. Like he's he he was great. Him and Melo, in my opinion, was like did a really good job of like carrying and setting up the set pieces perfectly. Like they were solid. They were they were a part of everything. It felt like if you really think about it, like Grimes, Melo, and uh, Santos. Everyone shined in my opinion, but they they really you know led everyone along in my opinion perfectly and i just thought i don't know whoever helped put this together the agents all involved like they really had fun and i loved it i thought this is the ultimate definition of a fun ladder match and and again it pays perfectly for carmelo hayes so the fact is that he wanted this match and the only reason he yes. didn't get pinned he didn't submit he just got overconfident nope. you know so we can still mm-hmm. say he's exactly. undefeated but just no time to keep it in check yeah, that's, that's exactly. what the about. I loved it. Like that's just that's a great way. Exactly, he did. He didn't lose anything, right. you know, because this was his. This was all a test for him, also. You know what I mean? He may have failed that test, but think about the test that he set up. He was so dominant that he put his his title on the line in a, in a chance where he probably had pretty much had no chance of coming out the victor. So yeah, this is, everyone looks awesome coming out. Nobody looks bad. Like no. Waller looked. Tough as hell again because like this is not the first time he dived off something for us. Even if it is just to get our attention, after a while, you know, you you have to give someone props for doing that type of stuff, whether you like what he's doing character wise or not. But yeah, I yeah, this was great. I thought everyone came out here looking good, and that's why I had to just I had to give it perfect for me. No doubt, I'm gonna give it four and a half. Like I said, really, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. A great way to start the show. Makes you forget about all the changes in NXT. Starting off, <laughs> yeah, um, you know, and poll wise as well, really, really close. Side of Sakura got 11%, um, Wallam and Santos were 22%, Carmelo Hayes 33%, but just pipping him, Cameron Grimes 34%. Uh, and prediction wise as well, well, Monty, you Ooh. and I did go Cameron Grimes, and I guess it is because we knew what Grimes had promised, you know? what was going on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Them, yeah, you know, um. So we did go in. Uh, Jaxie went Santos, Gina went Hayes, and Select Match Pod went solo. So the scores are the entire WR team at this moment in time on one point, and Select Match Pod are on zero. Uh, we didn't see. Oh, man. We didn't see Tony D arrive with help from AJ Galante, <laughs> uh, ready for his match against Chumper. Chumper uh, had an epic entrance video. Oh, my goodness. And, and when you think about it, he's the I, kind of Captain of America of NXT through everything, you know, everything. You've been talking yes. about Johnny Gagano or Adam Cole or Finn Balor, but Chump has been there almost from the very start. Yes, 100%. I agree 100%. You can't, like, he is, like, I don't even, I don't know who you associate, like, like, if you wanted to tell me that you only had to pick one person to associate with NXT, you know, uh, just in general, Trump would be right up there. If not, the only name that you could think of. Like, I know, I know we've mentioned how important Finn Balor was or how important, you know, uh, Adam Cole's run and a couple other people who who were great champions and great uh, members of NXT. But what Trump accomplished there and what he means to that brand, like, I, I can't lie, watching that video package and knowing, figuring out, basically, it hit me there. Like, it was all unsure before, but I, it was all confirmed that, okay, this is the end of an era. This is special. You know, uh, you know, it, no matter where he's going next or you know, whatever happens next, you know, 
uh, this, this it's the end of an era. So this, I, I, I can't lie, it definitely got me emotional. <laughs> it, it's weird because I remember, you know, seeing him kind of, you know, oh, who's this guy on the CWC? Oh, he's, he's facing Gagano and that kind of, the whole story has been covered in WNR podcast history. You can go back and listen to shows in 2016 when we talk about these two guys and, of course, what happened with DIY. And it is, it is weird. It's, it's a bit like, because Parison is all the fame because he's there now, but you, you just don't believe it and you won't believe it until... You know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months. It might never set in. But, yeah, Chumper and NXT. And to come out, and it, and another thing, shows you the, the spitting of water is not as easy as it looks because Chumper tried to do Triple H as well um, and tries to do, <laughs> or it did Shawn Michaels' this taunting ring. Lovely little bit of tribute, but still, you know. And uh, Chumper being a veteran, he was fighting if he was the one who has something to prove. Right, um, there was an air of desperation at times as Chumper rushed to the game control any time he was on the ropes and he exposed the concrete on the outside after a couple of times but even that it's that's the experience of Chumper where he talks to the crowd and goes oh let's try this again and, and they're laughing along with him rather than going like oh you fucked right. up or whatever it is and that's just kind of the love and respect and the experience as well um, you know we see we, we knew Tony D was going to bend the rules and he hit and it wasn't enough to put Black Heart down. Uh, but surprisingly, Tony D wasn't ready to lose either uh, after the fairy tale. No, ending. right. Oh, my God. I mean, honest to goodness, there was two false finishes in this. There was a crowbar to the face and a low blow, which I think was over. Mm-hmm. And then that fairy tale ended on going, oh, you piece of shit. But no, <laughs> I didn't think Tony D in a million years uh, would kick out. We then see the Gagano escape. How couldn't we? Which is a chance of Johnny wrestling. Right. Uh, but jump. I always thought it was going to be the guy with Tony D at ringside to, to be the difference, but it, Me wasn't. Too. it was the concrete uh, on the floor with the DDT taking yep. out, taking him in the ring with the kick and the one, two, three. And this was Tony's biggest one on one match. And mm-hmm. do you know what? It's probably the best Tony D has looked, but it's about Chumper being the consummate professional. Um, yes, doing before, the right thing. Before we talk about what happened after the match, what do you think of this match? This is why we love Chumper, you know? Yes, I agree. This is really good. He got, like you said, by far, in my opinion, the best performance out of Tony D. And I thought Tony D had, uh, you know, I thought even when he was fighting before Chumper that he was, you know, had a foundation to have something there in the ring. You know, I just, it's all about the, you know, what they have him doing as a character. I don't too much care for it. But him in the ring, I always see, I've seen a little bit in him at times, the little bit he's been allowed to show, and I thought, again, in that with a guy like Chompa, who, like you said, the consummate professional, knows what this business is all about, made him look like a million bucks, and, you know, the way Moses' match went, it felt like a, a fair, a great fair to end for Chompa. He was hitting all the greatest hits, you know, just everything from his NXT career, the poses, like you said, at the beginning of the match, the way that entrance uh, went and just how everything was going and like in and the way the first part of this match went, like he really was uh, doing everything that we, that, like you said, we've grown to love from him. But, uh, you know, once again, you know, I should have just stuck with my instincts predicting because when it comes to this, I, if I figured it out when I should have, that he was just basically done, I would have known, of course, he's going to put the young guy over, on his way out, and he definitely hinted at it. It's my fault. I have no clue what I was thinking. Now I no, think back on it. It's, it's, but it's, at the end of the day, <laughs> this was well executed. Like I didn't have a problem with it. It was done so well that I was wrong, 
And I was like, you know what, this is good. And then it made me emotional because it was kind of poetic in his own way because he's looking for a fairy tale ending. And we know in real life, that ain't how it works. You know, fairy tales don't exist. And that's another way you can look at that. And you can look at it as Chopper doing the right thing and putting over and putting over someone going forward in NXT because we know NXT is like his baby. And uh, I have no problem with that. And uh, I just made me emotional to think about what, you know, and another thing that made me emotional, I don't know, I don't know what's next. Like if I, if I knew that his main roster spot and everything, and I knew he's got a big, big, big things were coming, maybe I would be, you know, not that I'm not, I felt sad and I, and I should have been happy if you know what I mean. Yeah. And it, I think it, a yeah. little bit of that sadness is not only because I'm missing on NXT, but it's just like, I have no clue in three months he could be doing nothing. You know what I mean? Or just lost, like just backstage and we, we haven't heard anything from Chomper. And I would, I would, I would hate to see that in here and know that, but, uh, and for all he's done in NXT, I did like how this all played out overall. So I have to say that I gave it four and a quarter the match itself. But uh, yeah, this this played out perfectly, and uh, the match was great. Well, this is the thing, and uh, in, if anybody does deserve a fairy tale ending in NXT, it's Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. So, uh, but this was right? the one result, and even when Tony D won, this is one of those things where I, I really wasn't sure, but. Champa wanted to do the right thing, but even with the connection he has with the fans, with the neck injury to come back, and even with Goldie and everything he's ever done, like we said, he's a man that kind of deserved a proper send-off. Um, and it, like you said, it is he's saying goodbye to NXT because he doesn't know what his future holds. Like you said, the, the list of successful talents, especially talents that have been champions in NXT, to then move up to the main roster has been few and far between. He almost liked talent that kind of haven't had that much success because then you're not basing it off what they've been like. Uh, but we get the thank you chance, and they came back to him as well because they did cut away, but then came back. And then we heard Triple H's mm-hmm. music, and then we all cried. Oh, man. We all cried. I don't care yes. who you are, man. Definitely got emotional. Like, we haven't seen Triple H in so long. Father and son of NXT <laughs> together, basically. I, I agree. That's exactly what I told my fiance. I'm like, oh, look at the... Look at his son. Look at his dad and his son right there. And she's like, yeah, they definitely favor each other in this shot. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I agree 100%. Like, when that happened, uh, it was over with. Like, I was a emotional I was a wreck at that point. <laughs> I was like, oh, don't do this to me, man. Like, this is this is special. But, yeah, uh, he definitely deserved it. And, like you said, with Triple H coming out there and the chance, that uh, they both got, you know, and I, I was just thinking about it yesterday. I, I think I saw maybe a tweet too, but I was thinking about it myself. Like, I just, I hope he get a chance at WrestleMania or so, again to just see Triple H come out and give an entrance or anything, just to hear that entrance one more time, you know, and watch him come out. He don't have to do do anything but, like, give a promo. But, like, like you said, we miss Triple H. We know, you know, just want, you know, always want to keep up and make sure things are all right and, Without, with the recent news, and then you have him here to see Chompa, see what NXT is now in in that arena. I, I thought it was just a special moment. It, that that knocked it up a, a notch. The star, the the the, the uh, you know the star rating for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't cried as much as that uh, since Andrew yeah. Garfield saved MJ. Like honestly, I haven't. It, the emotional kind of <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. <laughs> 
I didn't know. We were hyping the theater, bro. <laughs> we were hyped when that oh happened. My, I was like, oh, I, my God. Yeah. We cheered. We cheered. I just, no, no. I, I burst into tears. It was just one of those moments. I didn't know I needed it. It was just. Yeah. That, and then that, his face, and when they got oh, to the ground, that's when it got me. Oh, my God. When they got whole, to the ground, I was like, oh, no. That whole film, yeah. I didn't know I needed it, and I got it. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> back to TakeOver, because uh, I'm going to give that 3.95. Like I said, best Tony has looked. Uh, Poll-wise, Chumper got 56% of the vote. Uh, and prediction-wise, prediction-wise, right. well, uh, <laughs> James, Select Match Pod, Gene, all went Tony D. Monty, you and Jaxie went right? Chumper. So scores are James and Gina yes. in the lead with two. Monty, Jackson, Select Match Pod on one. And we move on to the next Tag Team Titles. Imperium versus Creed Bros versus MSK. And MSK... Would have been enough of threat flipping around with frenetic injury and flying all over the place as they do. But the addition of the Cree brothers and the amateur wrestling scene uh. made it impossible for the champions to retain their titles. This felt relatively short, though. Seeming just it's picking up steam. It was over and MSK recaptured the titles with a pin seemingly out of nowhere. But I've got more problems. Before we get on to the match, why change Imperium's mm-hmm. theme song? One of the best theme songs oh my out there. I didn't why? get it. I don't get it, man. I don't know why. I don't. It didn't need to change at all. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't know why. It was recognizable too. It had had that tone. You knew when that first, the first few notes came in. You knew what was about to go down, whether it was for Volta or for the team in general. It fit. The, it fit. It was so perfect. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't. I really don't understand. Oh, I think I don't I'm, understand. No. Uh, yeah. It, I, I don't get it, James. It don't, it don't make sense. That music hit fit perfectly. Uh, the match you said, the, the tag match itself, definitely was uh, over quicker than I remember. But uh, this match is when I realized this predictions league changed the way I watched these matches. Like, that's what I really realized. <laughs> because I was rooting for Imperium throughout this match. Like, and I, I, I screamed at my TV, and I was like, okay, man, I'm taking this a little too serious. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I was going to say, when Tony D did win, I, I think people in the street heard me going, yes, yes! <laughs> no, I mean, the thing with Imperium, I looked at it and I thought, most of us have gone Imperium, so don't I can take no, a little see, bit of a break, you know. Yeah, when Tony D kicked out of the fairy tale ending, my head went immediately over my head. I said, "I'm screwed. <laughs> I'm screwed." I knew it. I'm like, "I'm screwed." He got. There's no way he's losing if he kicked out of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the moment, like you said, this match and uh, or did we get? Did you discuss how this match ended yet? Should I well, finish? Yeah, well, we talked about <laughs> MSK winning, but we saw the Creeds waiting for their spots. Majority MSK keep. Yeah, with nice tower doom spot. Brutus probably with a moment of the match with the cannonball. <laughs> yes, Marcel, that was nice. Marcel like Marcel catching the majority of it. <laughs> yes. Um, and booze for MSK as they won and became your new NXT Tag Team Champion. I was born too. Um, <laughs> I got a feeling they will be the attackers of Creed. They have to be. The That's the Hilton. only way I yeah. don't mind this. I wrote that down. That's the only way I don't mind is if they were who did it, you know, and I'll take it then. But if it's just because they weaseled their way in, we all can see it, you know. Then again, once again, Dusty Cup winners here, you know. 
<laughs> I know. They uh, just... Won the cup, and, and they didn't even get a straight-up tag match. No. Like, come on, man. What's, what's like... weird? And again, if people watching last year's Dusty Classic and saw Kai and Gonzalez and, and MSK win, that's acceptable. <laughs> but it's, it shouldn't be winning right, the titles fair. the following year. <laughs> that's a great point. I just thought about that. Did we go backwards a year? We'll that's put money. Point. We'll put money on the Creed Bros and uh, Wendy and Kai winning titles next year. That that's, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what the hell, man? You know, and uh, and I was like, should I blame Imperium because they kind of got cocky too? Because they were like, oh, we beat you both. They did the same thing. So you know. Uh, I could I could blame them there, but no, I I thought this was wrong. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna change the titles here, in my opinion, then change it with the Creed. Don't do, don't not Imperium. No. I mean, no, don't make MSK lose to. Uh, I mean, don't make Imperium lose to MSK here. I don't I don't like it. It's just I don't understand why we're going here. But I'm fine with it if, like you said, that turning heel because that'll freshen it up and at least give us a new angle uh, on them and give us uh, possibly a new angle with the Creed Bros going for it. So I think I gave the match uh, three and uh, three and three quarters. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four just because of that cannonball. I don't, <laughs> <that's not laughs> <sick. laughs> you know what? That's fair. I give it four. <laughs> that was, yeah, because it was fun. It's like you're jumping into a pool. Yeah, you just <laughs> pour you know when it's like when they dive uh, to protect their opponent. It's like he did not. <laughs> they just told him to cannonball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Protect self. You're gonna catch all of him. Yeah. Like, uh, poll wise for that. Um, MSK eight percent of the vote, and they actually okay, won we it. were all wrong. Uh, Creed, Creed <laughs> Bros with thirty four percent, and Imperium with fifty eight percent. Yeah, I think everybody was wrong with that. Oh, we all went Imperium with predictions as well. So it was me and Gina on two, Monty, <laughs> Slept Match, Pod, and Jaxie on one. Still, uh, we get a heartfelt promo from Grimes. He told him he would be a WWE superstar. Uh, but he's got one. Be- he's gone one better now, and he's a WWE champion. Uh, I thought that was quite nice. And then the mm-hmm. NXT Women's Championship: Mandy Rose versus Kaylee Ray versus Io Shai versus Cora Jade. Skateboarders came out with Jade, who of course ran to the ring with skateboard in hand. Uh, <laughs> why would you? I know, I know, I know. I can be like this, but <laughs> if you're with a skateboarding team. Surely it's your best chance to skateboard with them to the ring, or am I just? Yes. you know. Yes, she 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 rode like a little bit longer than you. <laughs> Again, uh, yeah, I'm, I understand that. Yeah, they, they could have. You know, you would think that she was gonna run and do one like a, a at least a lap across, like everyone else was doing. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, it is. Uh, I'm not at that point surprised. I think. Uh, it was uh, not. I, I will say this. I was worried. I was like, "Oh, they gave her a special in- entrance." Oh man, my pick. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, it was it was still a cool little moment, I guess, with the skate team. No, well, like I said it was it was it was different. Uh, Kayla Ray got a yeah. great pop. EO is so cool. new bat. Or yes. is it just painted differently. Well, let's say it's a new bat. Uh, and okay, all right. Cool. Mandy came out on Barrett's podium, so to speak. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, it was very much about the people that could work as opposed to that couldn't work. So it was EO and Katie Ray mm-hmm. doing the majority of the action, which again 
There's no problem. All Not the bad, parties had moments on top. But whenever Shah mm-hmm. Ray had momentum on the side, it didn't really feel like they were truly about to win. And earfuls were met with less enthusiasm, even though there was a let's go EO chant. Um, after all the back and forth, Rose stole the pin, but in Jade, I've shied, hit a patented moonsault and eaten a kick from the champion. I will never in my life accept Mandy Rose pinning EO Shy. <laughs> no, never, 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 never. It's uh, reasonable, though. <laughs> I'm with you. I understand, man, but I'm going to make a case for it in a second. It's okay. Uh, no, no, no. And, uh, of course, we should mention a brand new title as well that yes. Mandy had. White Strap. Um, no, it was two of the best trying to build the other two. The submission spot looked rough. Uh, we did oh, have God. the destroyer from J to Katie Ray was mm-hmm. incredible. But, again, why did they have to pin EO? And what are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, I'm with you uh, on that. I think the only thing that make you can make the case for why EO can take the pin there is the only reason why is because she is the the furthest away from world from another world championship reign. And I think I think you want going forward if you're gonna have Mandy retain, you're gonna want uh, Kaylee uh, Kaylee Ray, and they're obviously building up for Cora J at some point. Only reason why I didn't go with her honestly because it just. I feel like it was just too soon. The story, she hasn't really done much enough as a single star, in my opinion, to warrant this title reign at right now. I don't think she's quite ready yet. But like you said, there's a few spots. It was a few spots where I definitely was worried about their, their safety. <laughs> you know, and like like you said, and, uh, you know, that submission, man, it started off rough. And I think what happens, I think, you know, uh, it should have been a – she could she should have inverted the clover leaf that time, for Cora, because it didn't seem like she could – like the way it worked out, <laughs> he only almost her like that was gonna be the nastiest <laughs> clover leaf ever. You know, <laughs> that was gonna be rough. Like we would never see Core again the way that one was going. But uh, anyway, the point is, uh, I thought it was great and uh, it was competitive and that. And they, they, uh, you know, I remember midway through the match saying, "Okay, this has been really good." You know, uh, you know, like you said, it had its moments uh, where, like you said, I don't think. Kaylee Ray or EO ever really felt like ever really was in the position. Core J had a moment there where like they may give it to her, but I don't think they ever really let Kaylee Ray or EO really get that close. Especially when Kaylee Ray does the KLR bomb but goes to the top rope, you know, uh, like right after it instead of just pinning her. Like when she hit it, I'm like, oh, oh no, <laughs> like that's it, right? But. <laughs> She just decided, <laughs> nope, I'm going to put myself in harm's way. <laughs> there was there was moments, it's like, even in like the ladder match, where you think it just defies logic that you would yeah. climb the ladder straight away. It's even, um, Tony D did it in one of it. He hit the Falcon Arrow and went for the pin a couple of seconds later. And you just think this whole point of no separation and, and trying to get the pin as soon as possible. And if they do miss it, the commentators then need to hit home. And again, Excalibur yeah. really good at this, of going, oh, that three or four seconds waiting was the opportunity there that they missed. Uh, and I think mm-hmm. that is something that sometimes can be forgotten about. But again, for a match involving Cora Jade and Mandy Rose, it wasn't that bad at all, you know? Yeah. No, um, I thought it was uh, really uh, solid, you know, especially when you take all that into account. And then they still have uh, Kaylee Ray and Cora as contenders. And even EO can make the case that it wasn't like you didn't dominate me. You didn't. You still haven't beaten me one on one. Like so, if they want to go forward with EO, I don't think EO is damaged. Like 
I do understand what you mean. Just a mention of Mandy Rose being Eo Shirai is like bonkers, right? Think about three years, two years ago. I think about her title run. <laughs> would you ever say Mandy Rose would have been Eo Shirai? It's just, crazy, right? It's crazy. Twenty twenty two. We're gonna score that out of five. Oh, uh, four and a quarter. I gave. Oh, yeah, four and a quarter. I, I, like I said, I thought it ended up being good. It wasn't. I, you know, it had its moments where I was wondering what was going on, but I, at the end of the day, it was still fun. And I didn't know who was going to win, and that always made me like a match more when I was. I'm not sure. No, without a doubt, like I said, it was quite fun. I'm going to give it a four uh, out of five. And anybody disagrees, just go back and watch that destroyer on your apron, and you tell me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> poll wise. Yeah. Uh, EO shy eight percent again, eight percent for EO. Just what are they doing? <laughs> Mandy Rose twenty three percent, Kaylee Ray thirty one percent, but Corva Jade with thirty eight percent. And I think wow, the way they're positioning it, it looks like maybe Corva Jade will be the one to uh, the next take the title off yeah. Mandy. Yeah, it looks like, it looks like the maybe, but again. What do we know about predictions? You know, <laughs> it's, it's all about we, exactly. It's just... I, I think Kaylee Ray is a heel turn could be a heel turn away from a rain, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe as a baby face, but I don't know. I like Kaylee Ray as a heel, but that's oh, me. Right, uh, well, prediction wise, um, Monty Select Match Pod and myself went for Mandy Jackson. She went Kaylee yeah. Ray. So the, what that means is that I take an outright lead of three points at this moment in time. Yeah. Monty, Slept Match Pod, and Gina on two. And Jaxi is on one. And our next match was Volta versus A Night. And I was really surprised this was a co-main event. Like, usually it's a women's yeah. match with the don't call them takeovers. But again, it seemed a bit weird that this was just kind of chucked here. Right. Yeah, I didn't... I wasn't expecting to go this late either. I thought actually it would have been... Uh, Either before the tag or, you know, right, you know, even right after the tag, possibly. But this is the thing. This is, this was just textbook. You know what? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, go go ahead. I was about to say, this was textbook filler, you know, like we talk about. Yeah. uh, Got some shots in, but it's rather a short story giving uh, Volta a victory. And that's more to it. No no more maneuvers. The superplex off the top was probably one of the best moments there. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, you know, this maybe offsets Imperium's loss for the tag titles or getting a new shit theme. Uh, but even with, you know, constant <laughs> winning, it wasn't that much of a surprise, really. You just think on a stage like nope. this, maybe they could have done a little bit more. Um, this was never really in doubt. And again, I hate saying it because we really like LA Knight and we really like Volta, mm-hmm. but they this could have been on any episode of NXT. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, hundred percent. I, I agree. This was this was not bad in my opinion. And like you said, uh, I really liked when uh, how we all know how great these chops you know are. Like, but he would, when he missed the top because he didn't really. This wasn't really brutal. He didn't really get a chance to yeah. you know destroy L.A. Knight like he's done people in the past. Uh, but the he missed the chop and the crowd were like, whoa, like you know, that, like he has chops that over that. All he has to do is chop at an opponent, and people are reacting like, "Oh man, that was close," because they know what he could do. But yeah, uh, this was not really uh, the most compelling stuff. I do think is even no matter what LA Knight did, no one was going to believe he was going to win. 
but yeah, they definitely you would I would would expect I expected a little bit better. I would say that I well, did expect better. The thing but, about Volta you know. is, yeah, and we just talk about it quickly is it's simple moves. You're never going to see something you know four fifties or or anything, but it's power bombs, clotheslines, chops. It's very simple offense. Uh, but again, this match was going never really in doubt. And what happens next? Well, I'm thinking if he's in the co-main and he's that dominant, it would be looking at the NXT title coming pretty soon. Oh, Lord. Poor Ziggler. Ziggler's not surviving <laughs> that. That's all I got to say. Like, he, Ziggler's great, crafty. I don't think he's surviving that. <laughs> so, I don't know where we'll be or when that challenge may be coming, but... Yeah, if it, I don't know if Ziggler's going to make it. You know, we'll see. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, though. The match, I'm going to give it three and three quarters out of five, just, I think, because of the talent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, like I said, I thought they what they did in the match wasn't, it wasn't bad. I thought it was good. So, yeah, I'm in the same range. Three, three, uh, three, and, a, three and a quarter. Three, three and three quarters. So, around that range. doesn't matter. And uh, I'll tell you something, LA Knight on the polls as well, Got thirty nine percent, which is a lot more wow. than uh, yeah, exactly. percent prediction wise, and then I think this is where again Jackson and Gina are not joining us here tonight. They're going to join us tomorrow night for WrestleMania Night Two, but we've got to tell them about Walter. Like, do not go LA Night. That's that's what's happened here. Gina Jackson went LA Night. You and I really? with match pod <laughs> went Walter. I know they threw it away themselves. They threw it away. Oh. Um, but then again, we, we it might be easy for us because you know we're the so-called experts. But we'll get to the main event in a minute. Yeah, fair. Scores, we watch it, scores. so it makes sense. But you know, yeah, the wow. scores at this moment <laughs> are James four, Monty Slap Match Pod three, Gina two, Jaxie one. Uh, and we move on to the main event. I'm important... staying right there. <laughs> well, the important thing to remember is safety comes first. And he might be a bad uh, 50 pound uh, Steiner son, but you still have to wear self safety goggles. All right. There's health and safety in place <laughs> to make sure things like this don't happen. And he tried to hide them as well, bless him. Uh, he tried to hide them, but he couldn't as he broke through. But. I mean, Bron Breaker breaking sank in every NXT title match is kind of become a tradition now. <laughs> you know? Yes. Uh, I think he should just do it. Main roster, whatever is next, wherever he goes, whatever he does, or next NXT special, break stuff from now on. Just why not? Why not just bring him something to destroy every show? <laughs> you know, um, why not? I, you know, I don't have a problem with it at this point. Uh, even though I'll talk about how this is probably a sign. This is the thing. The main event, and you're thinking at this point in time, I'm going, well, you know, this is obviously Bron, but you never, ever sure. Uh, it was a simple story to tell. Uh, and overcomplicating it would have just been messy. Ziggler had some outside help from uh, Bobby Roode. Uh, Breaker was a rookie, was outclassed here and there, but still had the power and hunger to nearly win the title back on numerous occasions. Surprisingly, after Breaker had kicked out of a zigzag, the Sheriff still managed to land a super kick and retain the title. Uh, the crowd weren't really sure 
point. They had been booing Braun, and I think some of them did want Ziggler to win, but didn't really understand. And the question is, is, is Breaker's time in the brand already done? Uh, I will ask you another question as well. I just thought right. of it. If this is Breaker done, before we talk about Ziggler remaining in NXT, would you want to see mm-hmm. a Bron Breaker to Muscle Jumper tag team on the main roster to actually help him out a little I, bit, you know? Yes. I think that's the perfect way. That's what I was thinking about myself. That's why when he did it, you come out with the chainsaw, you do, you know, he did the black and gold letter that, at the war games and it made sense, you know? And, you know, because he's, you know, we're done with that. And now it's like, uh, why would you, now you do the NXT 2.0 colored logo kind of, and you destroy that. So maybe this, maybe that was just a sign telling you that his time's up. Maybe I'm looking too much into it and he's just like breaking stuff. That could most likely be the answer. Uh, either way it goes. People just go, his name's Breaker. That That's why. Right. <laughs> that's why it's happening. His name is Breaker. He's just breaking stuff. Don't think too deeply, man. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. I think that would be a great way because you have the veteran presence and I think they'll both benefit. Both of them. Chopper will benefit. Because it'll give, you know, uh, it'll give him something to do and someone that he can help out. And it's like an immediate thing for both of them to do, in my opinion, instead of them just getting there, debuting, and then in two weeks not really knowing where to go with them. And then you can just slowly but surely get them better to tell whatever story you want to tell. Have Chopper turn heel on them maybe down the line. Like, you got a lot of, you got a lot of options that can spring out and that and it can help. Breaker on the run, especially if his time is already now, because like you said, he's uh, he's great. He's very explosive in the ring and all that, but he's definitely still rough around the edges at times. You still you saw it here in this main event, but uh, yeah, I think that'd be a great idea, Chopper and Breaker on the uh, on this day in this day. Well, one of the things is I haven't seen Dolphin Shorts in ages. In a long time, right? Uh, it felt weird. His legs <laughs> have changed. I don't know. I don't know. The skinnier the brace, or he skipped I think he, leg I think day. Because like... he's skinnier. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, if you go back to when he used to wear shorts in the day, he was a little bit. He had way more muscle, uh, you know, back then. A little bit. Now he's way leaner. So I think that kind of showed in the way his thighs looked. <laughs> It's like because he forgot... I agree, it was weird. It's like he forgot his trousers. I don't. I don't. Was, oh, I'm gonna have to go up my pink pants now. Like... I'm not gonna lie. Originally, that's what I thought because the color scheme didn't really go together. I was like, is this really gonna be his gear? Oh, um, uh, you know. But I don't know. We should say Bron hit his finisher and Rude came back out to pull the referee yes. off, so to speak. Like and screw the ref. That's a, now that's a first, by the way. That's a first. <laughs> like, you're throw me out. And I just come back. Yeah. No one's stopping me. That proves that no one is ever stopping people from coming back once they get I, around. I did think for a second when Rude had referee distracted, someone might attack Bron from behind mm-hmm. a bolter or someone like that to maybe set up a feud. But they used the exposed turnbuckle, the poke to the eye, and a super kick. Yeah. And Ziggler, we talk about Bron Baker. I mean, this is one of Ziggler's biggest victories in a very long time. And oh, my goodness, you, right? you know, we talk about it, like the NXT title has kind of rejuvenated Ziggler in a mm-hmm. way with Rude. And I'm kind of, and yeah, people maybe expect Bron. But again, like the kickoff show, expect the unexpected. The only thing I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, was Ziggler calling ref. And with the cameras on it, you can tell straight. Why is he calling the ref uh, when he's got Bron in position for a super kick? It's because he's giving him notes to pass on to Bron. Mm-hmm. But it's just too obvious that mm-hmm. Ziggler's a veteran. Should, uh, don't get me wrong, I love Dolphs, and he's one of the best talents that we've had. But 
for me, that's just a little bit too sloppy, you know? Yeah, um, I, I, that's the first thing I wrote down was that this match really got sloppy mm. at times, uh, you know, but it got, it really got, once it got in a certain gear, it did get really compelling, you know, and saying, uh, the yeah. fans got into it too, you know? Uh, they were kind of split, you know? Some people wanted Breaker, but a lot more of them sound like they wanted Ziggler to win. <laughs> and, uh, no, yeah, this has no. been great for Ziggler. This has been great for Ziggler. Well, I think, you know, the end, uh, we'll talk about the, the main event in itself. Uh, like I said, it's a good match between the two. What are you going to score out of five? Uh, uh, I gave it a four and a half. Yeah, I actually, like I said, I thought it was really good. It was compelling. And, and I, I like, again, what Dolph is doing. He uses craftiness to outsmart the vet, I mean, the rookie in the end. And, you know, even if I want to say I was wrong, I just liked how they did it, you know. And even if Breaker is leaving or not, you know, uh, I didn't mind this at the, in the end because uh, I, I'm really happy that Dolph is in this spot because I did think he still pulled a really, really good match out of this, even with those sloppy moments. So, you know, I liked it. Uh, I gave it four and a half. Yeah, I'm going to give it out a four. Like I said, it's still good stuff. And it was a shock. It was a shocking ending. And a lot of like so-called experts, you and I, were thinking Bron. And like I said, Ziggler getting the win just shows that anything can happen. It's got that kind of old take over feel about it you know and yeah um, i think as an overall event i mean we'll have a look now i mean my match my match of the night was the ladder match without a doubt mm-hmm. and it'll be the same with you as well um 100%. M- mvp of the night i <laughs> you know people might have a go at me but i'm gonna go brutus because of that cannonball because there's no way a man his size should be able to try that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that because at least you can decide on one person. Like <laughs> I, the only thing I can do is just like the entire ladder match. I just think every, I thank you guys for that. That's that match sticks out in my mind. Like it was just fun. It was just good fun. Like I just I could cut your brain off for a second and just let them go. That's what that was for me. And I, I don't know why. Uh, you know. Uh, I really, I don't know. It stuck out to me, and I just couldn't decide on anyone. If I had to, maybe I'll give it. You know, oh man, I'm gonna say I'm biased. I was gonna say Mellow. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it's. Like, um, screw it, Mellow. <laughs> Mellow the ladder match. I'm, I am getting Santos. A, you know, doesn't matter. Yeah, them two Santos. Mellow. I'm getting a little voice in my ear telling me I forgot to do the polls for Brom Breaker versus Dolph Ziggler. Just, oh, yeah, go ahead. It's just a voice in my head. Uh, Brom Breaker, 77% <laughs> of the vote to Dolph Ziggler's 23%. Okay. So, a lot Show of people... You. It's a shocker, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we talk about the event as a whole. Do you know what? It was a weird time to watch something at, like, at 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. I felt so American, you know, normal <laughs> times. And, and even then, I was... I was eating hot dogs and going, USA, US. I was really getting, you know, getting into... <laughs> you know, not wearing a mask. You know, all the things. I was, we're watching it at, at like at noon. It was weird. <laughs> That's what I said. Well, the thing is, it's like, we now, now I mean, it's, as we could be doing this live, it's like 10 past 10 in the UK. The kickoff of WrestleMania starts in about 50 minutes, but it's another two hours until it actually begins. So it's going to be five o'clock in the morning until I finish night. night one of Mania. And of course, boys and girls, we are live tomorrow night for, for another show. And we've got night two of WrestleMania. So it's going to be a very, very long uh, weekend. But 
again. I didn't mind it. Yes, they bit off more they can chew with the arena. We mentioned this before. No way yeah. they were going to sell out. And the thing is that pisses me off about WWE. And again, I may be wrong. But with tickets for a WrestleMania, stick in NXT for free, for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? Have the arena sold out. It's true. Or, or, or people are coming in who are paying X amount for Mania tickets to throw in an NXT. I'm not saying you pay extra for Raw. But with SmackDown or Hall of Fame, so it should all be you know, in- included in the price. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what pe- put people off. It's the reason why some people haven't been to WrestleMania because of how expensive it can be anyway. But yes. um, from a show that started off with Kai and Gazala shocking the world to ending with Ziggler shocking the world, uh, I think it was a really, really good show. I mean, I'm not saying it's the best show of the year, but we had mm-hmm. a quality uh, match in it with the ladder match. And every other match kind of didn't disappoint. The only one that kind of was maybe a little bit disjointed was LA Knight and Volta. But yeah. I'm invested in the characters enough. And it was over before too long. And two and a half hours right. with with uh, six matches did feel like an old takeover. And I don't mind it at all. So I'm going to give it eight and three quarters uh, out of ten. Uh, because it was, for a moment, like having the old NXT back. But enjoying... The new generation, Tony D and your Brom Breakers and your, you know, your Cree mm. brothers and stuff like that. You can see now the move to t- is is happening. Uh, and maybe a few positives coming out of it. Yeah, and and like you said, we we we, we did talk about that. And th- you know, we thought it was going to be tough anyway. So the fact that they tried, they made it look as good as it, as it looked. Like you can kind of tell the way it sounded. In there it wasn't necessarily. Yeah. full to capacity or anything going on. You could see the seats, especially when they zoomed out at times. But, it was the, you know... Not, yeah, it was the echo. That was one of the things I... Yeah, yeah the, the echo. echo yeah, the... and that's how you really could tell because they tried to make it look as good as they could for the presentation. But, you know, again, it, it, it I... I understand. I know I know exactly what you mean. I am one... I'm, I missed one of the greatest takeovers, you know, ever because of the prices and because of, like, what you mentioned earlier so that's just such a really uh, great point i have no clue why that's just not included with the entire experience because you know it, it should be but especially as what it is now like even at the time i understood at the time because like what they were doing <laughs> when gargano and Chapa was going in and stuff like that you don't have you don't mind take my money you know what i mean you can think of it if you have it to spend but you know with this and with everything being so new and different you know you would think by now they would under you know they could do something like that but overall i gave it an eight and a half i thought you know it wasn't the greatest build in the world i thought a lot of stuff was rushed and all that when you think about some of these matches but at the same time it was the overall i had a really good time watching the show and even if that had a lot to do with the prediction league or whether that had to do with the quality of some of these matches uh I really, I really liked it, and I thought and anything that have a perfect match to me, like a ladder, like that ladder match on it, I'm gonna hold in high regard. I probably go back and watch it because you know sometimes I, I go back and watch good match, really good matches. So I have no problem with that, and uh, yeah, I gave it an eight and a half. Yeah, and, and it's a perfect point. And again, listeners, pick a team. You know, pick Monty, pick James, pick Gina, pick Jaxi. <laughs> And then go with us during this event as well. Because like I said, it makes the worst show passable because there's points on the line and it means something. 
And it all will come to pass at the end of the year when it, there's a reason for all of this. And speaking of which, this is a huge night in two ways. Because first, it's Monty's first loss on WWE Predictions this year. Right? Day one, Rumble and Chamber smashed it. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the takeover, or not, or not a takeover, and it's my first <laughs> WWE pay-per-view point, so I don't know Oop. if that means anything. There you go. But final scores for tonight. I, I was so happy you represented us well. I thought I let you down, man. I, I did. I tallied. I, this is the first time I actually tallied it up myself before we got to use it. I just wait because I don't, you know, like I let, let the results be revealed. But yeah, I tallied up myself and I'm like, James, I almost let you down. I just hope I'm not too far down. But yeah, this is, I don't know. I was off my game. I, well, I, I, that's no, all I have to say. I'm glad got... you got it, though. Well, that's what I say. I appreciate that. And I feel exact same when you win. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so but the final scores for the NXT show was uh, me on four. A, a three-way tie for second. Gina, Monty, and Select Match Pod. I mean, Gina sneaked into second with Ziggler. Right. Taking that title. <laughs> that was quite awesome, a move right? from Gina there. Um uh, slept match pod and myself on three, and Jaxie in last place on two. But again, Jaxie has no experience with NXT, so that's how a point in it. Um, so it means for W pay per view scores, Monty is still in the lead with three, Jackson and Gina have got two, and James is on one. But and we're going to get into it in a minute. I have never lost a WrestleMania. Okay. <laughs> We've got two nights. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Lee, I'm gonna I'm getting excited before we burst that bubble, Monty, tomorrow. But there's a chance that you and I could be level by the end of this weekend. Eh? Who would have thought yeah. that? I would have thought. Right? Yeah, it's not gonna I, happen. I, I, but I, man I can actually, dream. Yeah, this is getting tight, and I like it. I want it this way. I like, it's gonna make like just as it goes on by the end of the year. Like, oh, it's gonna be so competitive. <laughs> Just wait. It's April. I can and we're feel already it. doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I'm already into it. Like tonight, like I'm just hoping things go my way. <laughs> I really am. Well, speaking of which, that is NXT um take or takeover or NXT stand and again. Listen back to the show. Anytime I accidentally <laughs> say takeover, take a shot because you were <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Good stand and here. deliver, not take. I can't help it, all right? We're going to move on now to something that we can do, and that is WrestleMania. We have got night one here tonight. Now, Monty, uh, level of excitement for night one of WrestleMania, and what is the match you're most looking forward to? I know it's a big question. Yeah, it is a big question. Uh, my level of excitement for night one is uh, moderate to high because, you know, I do, you know, maybe again, I do, again, I, I know it's going to be repetitive, but I am giving credit to this prediction league because to be honest, if we be honest, and the, the more we talk about WrestleMania as these shows go, you'll see what I mean. I wasn't really big on the build of a lot of this stuff that's going on. I could care less about a lot of the stuff. Like, I, as much as I like, uh, the Mysterios, I could do without that part. The tag matches in the on here, whatever. Who cares about Drew and Happy? Come on now, who cares? Like we got to be honest about hey, that. Hey, hey, hang, like, on, Drew... hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't ruin. Who the cares? Script. Don't ruin the script. 
That's saying I'm not going to You're right. I'm sorry. I shouldn't go down the list. You're right. That's fair. That's fair. I don't want to go down the list. But anyway, we're going to talk about it. I'm not, I, you're right. I'm still going to get delve into it and tell you why I don't care about it. But <laughs> the point is, I'm looking forward to uh, really Bianca and Becky, believe it or not. Because I'm really interested to see how this goes. Even though I'm expecting it to go a certain way, I want to know, is it going to be you know a squash? Is it going to be a competitive contest that we expected at SummerSlam? You know, what's going to happen? I'm really interested in how that turned out. That's been the best build, in my opinion, out of everything on night one. Even with my – even though I love everything Seth has been doing, uh, the the risk of them letting me down is making me not pick that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I will say a couple of things. Um, the, you know, even watching NXT and NXT UK with yourself and stuff like this, and the amount of wrestling that both you and I do watch, whether it will be AEW, mm-hmm. New Japan, stuff like this, there's a sense of accomplishment or a reason for watching it, you know, because I take yeah. up so much time with Raw and SmackDown each week that when we finally do talk about there is a kind of reasoning behind it, you know, and, and I feel yeah. that, especially with WrestleMania, with all this build-up, that we've had, and even with NXT earlier, that it kind of is uh, worthwhile when I was trying to pay attention, you know, to kind of what's going on, especially with the predictions that we've got. But I found myself in this past week or so, especially the past couple of days, really going back to my childhood, because the first WrestleMania that I stayed up for to watch was WrestleMania 15, called Austin and Rock wow. event in that one. Uh, I know, yeah. a long, long time ago now, but to feel... The excitement of Stone Cold Steve Austin main event in another mm-hmm. WrestleMania with someone like Kevin Owens, who we're huge fans of, uh, who has built the feud up so well, and of course got Stunner versus Stunner. Now I know it could just be like a Stunner and over, but there's something inside of me that is just so excited about it, and I think yeah. that's what then where we've been knocked down so many times. It's like why do you get knocked down to pick yourself back up again? And it gives you hope. <laughs> and I think, you know, even with this card of WrestleMania, yeah. I look at it and I go, that you know, you could say that there's a lot of matches I'm look, look forward to, but there is potential to be the greatest WrestleMania of all time. And that is what I'm always going to try and go for. <laughs> and I know it's a glass right. half full rather than a glass half empty, but it, it's just, <laughs> you know, it's got to be. You can't live life. You, know, you just... You just yeah, no, you know? I, I understand. Yeah, I, I hope for a, a very, very fun show. I'm just saying, I was going into the build, and we, like I said, we'll get more in detail about that. And you're, make, you're not, you're not like Austin. We're all winning now. The Austin and Kevin Owens segment, everyone, we're going to win. And I don't really care how it ends or how, what it ends up becoming. I just have so much faith, especially if they're allowed time and able to do what they want to do. I, fa- I got faith in what Kevin can do. I got faith definitely in what Austin is all about and where in that environment at WrestleMania. That's gonna that's gonna still that's gonna be great. I understand exactly what you mean. Uh by the way, I am young, but I do remember that match. Austin did not even have a vest on that night. Yeah, so uh I've watched that match back plenty of times. That's one that's one of the th- details that stuck out for me as a child. Like, where is Vest there? <laughs> And, and, and after all those years of going to find out why, and Austin just saying he forgot to pack it, and I was going, but what's the meaning? Right. What's the meaning behind the T-shirt? And he's like, oh, I just forgot to, you know, it wasn't in the luggage. 
Um, right. But again, it, it's really weird because even with the podcast, and it's like starting in 2015, or first WrestleMania was WrestleMania 32, and now we're on the 38, and I'm going, where's the time gone? You know, all those WrestleManias that even yeah. been covered on the podcast. But like I said, it is WrestleMania. We are going to look at it. It's the AT&T Stadium, Arlington, Texas. Um, and the event card, well, we start off with the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Now, I'm going to go through the card the way I want to, not the way it's probably going to be lined up on the show. So, Ooh. Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. And we're going to have a look at kind of the build-up towards it. So, we can start February 28th with Raw, with Blair teaming up with Liv Morgan, Ray Ripley, as they try to beat Lynch, Dewdrop, and Nikki Ash in a thrilling match with Bianca's hair a major talking point after the bout. Now, Bianca's used her hair as a weapon before, but has she ever used it more viciously on Becky Lynch? And the scars there, we talked about Duke Hudson and, and Volta. Those scars weren't fake. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. That, that was, that, yeah, there were whelps, as, as we call it, in the South. Like, they, yeah, they... They left a mark, and it, it, it definitely strike. And we always, like I like you said, in the past when she used it, it always made a, just a wicked sound. And that was just, you know, and again, by the way, I'm probably saying something traumatic, so I'm sorry. But if you know anything about uh, disciplinary tactics, <laughs> she beat, she, yeah, she beat the mess out of Becky Lynch. Like, just like, like, I used as someone who was raised by older people, I used to get beat with a belt. So this reminded me of that. Just imagine her using the thick braid that way. It was it was entertaining, I must say, though. I enjoyed it. I, I don't know. When it's not you, it's very, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is Schadenfreude. Yeah, happiness and misfortune of others. Uh, well, like I said, it was it was a, quite a good segment, actually. Then March 14th for Lynch dresses C-3PO, or an Oscar, take what you will, wrapped a chair around Bianca's neck and drove her into the ring post. And then March 21st, Lynch came out and gave an interrupted uh, promo about her upcoming Raw Women's Championship match against Belair. It was a good speech that allowed Bianca to shine as a heel. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Becky Lynch attacked Bianca Belair on the go-home show of Raw during a promo and tried to cut a braid off. But the EST was able to fault her and ended up cutting off quite a bit of Big Time's Beck's hair. Um, this surprised me a little bit because I think the face standing tall before WrestleMania. And I'm thinking, no, they're not They're not going to do this. And has anybody ever had a right. haircut where it's not affected them? <laughs> Again. <I don't... laughs> yeah, this is, it's, not, it's not like it was Molly Holly. No, no, no. Nowhere near the next thing. Have they... A couple of questions. Obviously, I want to know who you've gone for in this one to start mm-hmm. off. Uh, we're here. But has this been the best build-up that we could have had for Lynch and Blair, for Blair to take a little bit of time off and kind of concentrating on the hair, or do we want more? Uh, and which way do you think this is going to go? Yeah, I mean, I think, no, this is not the best way they could have done it. I do think this is the best out of the two women's storylines. We'll get to the other one later. But, uh, you know, uh, yeah, this, this, they could have done it much better. I mean, honestly, uh, I don't know, I don't know if this clip has have made the airwaves everywhere. Like, I've seen it, but Becky pretty much suggested a much better way, like highlighting the fact that they are the only two women, win, like women, to win their main, main event winners. Like just that is enough right there, and then you have the history. You know they didn't necessarily have to go in this route. It could have been done maybe executed a little bit better, but I don't necessarily mind it either. 
even you know, uh, honestly, because I thought Becky's. I think Becky's been killing in the promos, and I'm with you with the with the babyface standing tall here right before the show. I know you know, you know what how I we know how what tradition is when it comes to that. But part of me just feels like it's just I don't. I think if you go that route, if you let Becky and let, and even if they do the heel turn after, where like uh, if she Bianca loses, I'm going Bianca here by the way to win. But if they go with Bianca to lose here. And uh, and then, and they turn her heel or like similar to like what they did with Shinsuke. It's, it will still have a similar effect, in my opinion, unless you're gonna do a story where she goes crazy because she can't beat Becky Lynch. But even then, I don't think that's what we want uh, from a Bianca Belair because she's fine as she is. And I don't know. I just think I think this this is her moment to recapture and redeem it from that moment. Whether it's for, you know uh, you squash her back. Or whether it's you know a, in a competitive great contest, uh, I think Bianca wins, and that's just the way I think will be the best way to go here on this stage. I don't I don't think you have the you you the benefit here is that I think you should put her over and have her on that level with the Becky Lynch, who we already look at is on that level with Ronda Rousey and with Charlotte, mm-hmm. and now you have multiple people who are on that level instead of just the same three from that main event years back. This this is what worries me because you think about the men's division as well and you Yeah. You, this is the issue, you know, Cena got on Rock's level but it took years to do and now with Reigns and you just worry about pulling the trigger and yeah. it's an excellent point with Belair. Um I will say I have I've taken the pictures of the predictions that I've done. I'm gonna ask you first, but I have already done my predictions, so it's like I'm changing my answer. The only reason I'm going to do this is because obviously I've got Jack C's, Gina's, and Select Match Pod uh, predictions for this. It could be a lot easier for me just shouting out four after you do your one. Uh, but I agree with you with Belair, and I think it is her moment. And I think it would be a wonderful way to start WrestleMania with this matchup, given the 20 minute, half hour match that we needed at SummerSlam here with Belair going over nice yeah. and clean. What worries me is that you and I are the only ones to go for Belair because Jaxie, Gina and Slip Match Pod have all gone Becky. So uh, I'm worried. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my stomach dropped. I was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, no, but I, that's fine. I'm, I'm sticking with it, man. Maybe we just, we two, we looking glass full here, but I don't know. Like, like she hasn't lost in years. Like, why? Don't, you don't, she don't that's need not, this. She don't this, need this, this, man. We're going to stay confident in our picks here. Um, yeah, stay strong. We're going to find out. <laughs> we won't find out tomorrow on the live show. You probably will work it out by then, but we'll leave it until we do the full review of night one and night two, obviously on Tuesday or Wednesday. We move on to our second match on the card, and we're going to do New Day uh, versus Sheamus and Rich Holland. Now, you and I have a talk about obviously Big E and the incident that happened with Ridge uh, on SmackDown the following week after. Uh, they had Ridge beat Kofi. And then the week uh, later, it looked like it was on March 25th, so it looks like it was going to be Kofi and Ridge again in a rematch. But it was the returning Xavier Woods. Don't call him King. Uh, the match was a sprint. Hardly welcome back. Woods probably deserved. Um, and he still won. Uh, and there's not a lot else to really talk about this. So, uh, what are your thoughts and what is your prediction? Yeah, like you said, not much here. I guess you could say the story here is revenge for Big E, but 
You know, it hasn't even really been that personal. Like, as personal as a storyline like that probably should be. So, you know, this is just, you know, something that I think they just, they needed the new day on the card, I think, or they wanted the new day on the card. And Sheamus is solid, and you want to give Holland this spot. Uh, you know, unfortunately, we're going to have to, I get sad when sometimes when I see Butch. He's doing, a, by the way, Pete Davis is doing a really good job at just being an uncontrolled, you know, yeah. book. I like but I like Pete Dunn, so I don't even want to talk about it. That was no, but, but, I but in all honesty, but... <laughs> in all honesty, he will get himself over. And then as soon as he does... Right? Like, you see what I'm saying? I can yeah, see no, potential I, I, in I there, even to, if it is but, Butch. Yeah. It's, he's, yeah. he's got that character work. Like, he's definitely yeah, working well. It's just great. That's that's all it is. Pete is good at what he does. But, uh, yeah, it was not much to this build. Uh, I'm going Holland and Sheamus here. I, I, I was The fact that it wasn't much to it, it's making me think I probably that's the only thing that's making me second guess myself because you know it is the new day, it is WrestleMania. Maybe want to give Woods a uh, Woods a nice pin over Holland here just just to have a feel good moment. But I don't know. My first my first thought process was Holland and Shaman. Usually when I switch when I change my mind, I, I get burned. So I just tried to stick stay solid. So I'm going with Holland and Shaman, even though I don't have a really good argument either way. <laughs> no, but if they announce off, if they announce it for kickoff, we're fucked. Because I've gone the hills as well, but usually yeah, coming on kickoff. That's true. So we are we are in trouble. But again, out of the five of us, only Jaxie went New Day. Everybody else went for uh, Ridge okay. and Sheamus. So I suppose overall. But again, all right. I mean, it's big. The only thing I was thinking about: how fit is Big E? Like, could he come out and cause a yeah. distraction? Like, could he I'm, walk out? Yeah, right. like, could he that, make an appearance? That would be a moment, but That's again, if it happens or not. Uh, yeah. Next tag team matchup again: Dominic and Rey Mysterio versus Logan Paul and the Miz. We go back to Raw March seventh. Through the Miz came out to warm welcome for his hometown Cleveland crowd, but the mood changed when he brought out Logan Paul. Uh, Jerry Lawyer joined him in the ring. The Miz trashed Cleveland to get some heat. The whole thing was a big waste of uh, Raw March 21st. Dom and Ray beat the Dirty Dogs. The Miz attacked Ray after the match and unmasked him at ringside. Ray covered his face. And then March 28th, for the Miz and Mysterio had their match. They this brought out Logan Paul in the mask he stole from Ray. Dominic was thrown out, but Ray still won and managed to get his mask back. Um, I could give a fuck about this match, but again, <laughs> it's <laughs> WrestleMania. It's Logan. I don't, I don't get Pauls. I don't get Logan Paul. I don't get the other one. Um, the Miz nope. is, you know, remember when has the Miz ever been a proper professional wrestler? And I, it's not a dig at him. It's a dig <laughs> at how he gets used in kind of every yes. situation, you know. Wasn't he in Bad Bunny's situation last, <laughs> yeah, just last year? It's like, he's so, a safe yeah. pair of hands. Uh, what, mm-hmm. are your, what are your thoughts and who are you going for? They trust the Miz with everything but a world title. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> they trust him with everything but a world title, right? I promise you, it's crazy get a how that worked out. Get a t-shirt, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's crazy, man. Uh, but yeah, by the way, uh, I'm with you. The pause, you know, don't, th- it's not, it's not like even a thing where since I'm American and they're popular over here or whatever, that is, nope, you're right. I don't get it either. So don't, don't, <laughs> don't feel like it's something Good. you're missing there. I don't know. 
what it is. Kids like him, I guess, or he has a fan base, and that's enough for WWE uh, to put him on our TV screens, unfortunately. And, you know, he gets heat, so I guess that, you know, whatever, but it's not the heat that that you want, you know? It's, it's, to, it's to get away from us. It's not yeah. like, I think they think he's over and, like, we would love to boo him, but no, we just don't want anything to do with it. But, you know, the Mysterios, I hope they win. I'm going, I, I picked them to win it just because, you know, in the moment, it is a celebrity, so, and I know it's WrestleMania, so it's a chance, but it's the Miz, too. So, in the Miz, <laughs> you know, and I love the Miz, but, like, let's just be honest. I think you know I whether have you know Logan Paul Gina. will end up not getting pinned <laughs> and Miz will still lose this match probably. I don't know, but I, I don't know. I think it's hard for me to ever trust the Miz in these situations. Yeah, unfortunately, but... like you said, with the way they present him. But you're right. It's I'm with you. If you tell me to go the other way, I. I'm not even mad at you if you go the other route. I'm really not. I'm, I, you've said it, and the only reason I'm doing it is a celebrity at WrestleMania. Yeah, celebrity. It's, it's a yeah. celebrity. And even if it's a hill, Logan Paul diving off the top pinning Dom don't mean shit to WWE. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Like, that's, that'll suck. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't want it to happen to raise a legend and Dom. Like, don't do that. Don't stunt yeah. his growth, any growth that he possibly <laughs> has. Like, I just. I don't, yeah, but you're right. I can see it. You're right. That's what That's what I hate. You are right. <laughs> well, and again, Monty, I don't want to give that pit in your stomach, but you are the only one that got Mysterios out of um, the four of us as well with Jack C, Gina, and Slip. I get it. All going to the hills. Um, well, another match that we don't give a fuck about, but we have to talk about is, of course, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. And, and Drew McIntyre needs a bonus because he said on a SmackDown that this is his most important WrestleMania match, even though he has faced Roman Reigns, the head of the table <laughs> at WrestleMania, and the WWE Championship in the past two years. This is his most important match. Um, on the 28th of March, Raw go home. Drew beat Corbin and Mancap. And then Sunday, April 1st, it wasn't April Fool's, happy talk. Actually, main event is SmackDown. Uh, and he took uh, Corbin made a joke about his uh, Drew's late mother, and of course Drew. <laughs> ring. Yeah. The best thing about this, though, Monty, I watched it with my dad, and he went, "It's fucking McIntyre's <laughs> pest." He's Scottish as well, and so I can get the accent. And he went, "McIntyre, well pissed off," and I went, "He is." And I said, "He really, is. he's looking fucking huge." <laughs> I think that was the positive family this whole feud. <laughs> Dad go, hi, look you. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, That's nice. why, why are they doing this? Why are we so unhappy by this, Monty? If someone's listening and going, well, Drew's on the card at WrestleMania. Why are you so upset? What are the reasonings behind it? He could be doing so much more. I think we all know. We can see it. Something more seriously, serious in general. Like, you know, we have we have a United States champion who, you know, don't get me started on what happened in the Battle Royale. <laughs> don't get me started on that, you know. We're saving like, tomorrow. You can't see my invite. That's another thing that makes me it. like, you know what? Logan Paul is going to win, right? Because look at what they just did with Madcap. Like, why am yeah. I thinking they're going to do anything not disrespectful? <laughs> but anyway, the United States champion doesn't literally don't have a match on WrestleMania. Intercontinental champion 
just defending his match randomly against a tag team. Even if we don't want Drew to be Intercontinental Champion, I'd rather just a, a random competitive ricochet Drew McIntyre match. <laughs> Even if it ended up being five minutes, I would take it over him and Corbin in most likely a squash. Like, we even if you respect Corbin, I, and like honestly, no one kicks out at the end of the day, so like it really is should be respected. But every time you want to give Corbin some credit for something, WWE just wants to ruin him and make him worse. So it's just I don't like I said, it's, it's not even Corbin. I don't even blame him because I don't think it's anything is his fault. It's just they're trying to make something that I don't know if anyone has noticed, but no one really cares about it and. They ruined something when he was when he was broken. Like you know, Corbin had had something going there. I think, and they just like, nope, we do not want that. Uh, uh-uh, you can't do that. You can't get can't get over. <laughs> the thing like, is, I don't as well, get it. the thing is as well is that they've dragged this out for like five months. Yes, now. that's another thing. Like, this has happened for like six months. It feels uh, like. But the the promo video for this made Corbin look really good, and you thought. If he was picking victories the past few months and actually going somewhere, right. he would be if you like took him seriously? a bit of a threat. Yeah, exactly. But because he's yeah. not, he's, and as I said, the, the level of mid card talent now or top level heroes oh or mid card is just completely gone. Like you said, the Intercontinental Champion Ricochet is having to fight a tag team. And we've got Drew V. Corbin. And, and like I said, Corbin, yeah, he won the Andre Giant more about rule. Yes, he retired Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. But this right. is just, like you said. It, like, you should take him seriously. Yeah. But, like, you can't. It's impossible to. It is It is bad. So, uh, we, well, I'm, I think everybody's going Drew there. Monty, I don't want yeah. to put yeah. anything in All your day. mouth, so to speak. Uh, but... <laughs> McIntyre. <laughs> No, trust me. You don't have to worry about that one. <laughs> That's a very different conversation. All. We need Jaxie and Gina because otherwise we're going down a different path. Uh, we next <laughs> need... <laughs> up next is SmackDown Tag Team Championships: Jimmy and Jay Uso versus Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. And this is a match yeah. I have been really struggling with because I've been picking Boogs and Nakamura for the longest time. But then again. Nakamura turning heel on Boogs, you know, at WrestleMania, they do do that, and Nakamura doesn't win mm-hmm. championships, so that is that is a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great logic! I love it. Uh, but we we'll look at the feud, and March 11th, the USO set out to make clear their WrestleMania plans, but Nakamura and Boogs interrupt in a moment. Uh, Boogs with his knee wrapped up, sucker Jay into a match for a title opportunity at WrestleMania. Boogs was faking and pinning for the win. This was actually made. The faces look clever, which they never do in WWE. Uh, on March 25th, we had Jimmy Uso squaring off with Nakamura, uh, which Nakamura scored a victory. And just when he's in singles action, you realise how good he actually is here. And in April 1st, SmackDown, go home. Uso's in theory, beat Nakaboogs and Balor. Um, so, you know, it's a shame WWE don't care about their tag division. Otherwise, they could build up quite a good one. Uh, but what were your thoughts mm-hmm. on this match and who are you going to go for? Yeah, I, I agree. Believe it or not, this was way more difficult than I thought it had any any, any, any uh, reason to be because the build itself, like you said, like you just described, it was, it's was it been okay. Like you said, it was nice that the baby faces don't look dumb for a change. They actually do something, like you said, that you give them a nod of the cap for 
And, you know, I, I like how over Shinsuke and uh, Boo seem to be wherever they go Boo. on SmackDown. You know, they, they really seem to be doing with, yeah, dude. Sorry, bye-bye. You know, I get it. I get it. No, I get it. It's, it's catchy. You know, uh, I, I wasn't really too sure what I, what they what I thought of them as a team or how to take them, like, seriously. But, you know, I, I understand. I love Shinsuke. So, like you said, that singles match, anytime you get a chance to just really get Shinsuke – Give him some time to, to build it. Like, yeah, Shinsuke is a master at it. And, uh, you know, I, I really had a hard time. I didn't know where to go with this, but I was thinking that let's just let's go with the Usos. They already have the longest reign. They don't have much of a tag division because even if they win, this is the problem on both sides. Where the hell are we going next in the tag division? Mm-hmm. Can you tell me anyone? Like, do you go back to the war, to the war Raiders? Or, you know, like who, who else is even there besides them? That Lothario, so you got to give the Lothario the shot, even though they just lost to one man. Like, you see my point? Like, yeah. <laughs> like what do you go next either way? Like, I don't know what to do either way, so I'm just like, just keep it on the Usos. You don't, tr- you, you can't trust anybody else, really, unless we go back to the New Day. But, like, I, you know, but even then, you know, again, I just say stick with the Usos. I'd rather the Usos New Day versus uh, than, uh, Shinsuke and you know, boobs and New Day or whatever. I doubt that's what they would go next anyway. So, you know, say, also, man. Th- but the thing is, what made my decision? Because if you look at it, Nakamon Boogs should really win. We're about 100 yeah. days away from Usos holding the titles for a year, which would probably be around SummerSlam time. Uh, mm-hmm. But what really made my mind up was the last shot of WrestleMania Sunday should be Roman Reigns lifting both with the Usos. The Usos with their titles lifting that up as well, being the ones. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we're all gone Usos 100%. There. Yeah, all five of us yeah. with Usos. Uh, up next, well, <clears throat> like I say, the Kevin Owens show. Kevin Owens and Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin. We start off March 7th for Coe, come to an end. The show was planned for getting a spot in WrestleMania. He eventually challenged Steve Austin to imperial the KO show. We, you and I, actually spoke about Austin's um, response as well. Um, as we move on to Raw, yeah. March fourteenth, with Rollins went from being in a funk to his usual jovial self after one backstage conversation with Owens. <laughs> he asked KO to join him in the ring for his idea to get himself on Rainier. His idea was to have Stone Cold on his own chat show. I don't know how he came up with that. Uh, and Rollins, who was moaning that management with Deville and Pierce about not treating him right, bending over backwards and putting the match in the main event uh, so Rollins and Owens could really face. Uh, Owens did get the victory with a Stone Cold Stunner leaving Rollins um, a little bit desperate, shall we say, but we're going to get on to more with Seth in a bit. Uh, we'll skip to Raw mm-hmm. March 21st with Stone Cold Steve Austin's music hit. And it was <laughs> Kevin Owens who came out. Now, the Miz dressing, up as, the, yeah, the Miz dressing up as a rock is, is a great moment. But I think this might be better just because of how mm-hmm. Owens is a little bit more rotund, shall we say, as peak Austin. But mm-hmm. the giant knee braces, the bald cap, the T-shirts, the... Halfway through his promo, Austin's music hitting again, and then telling him, you really are stupid for believing. <laughs> and then hitting one of the ringside <laughs> decks with a stunner and delivering the beer in the ring, even not catching the beer. And I don't even know if he'd done this on purpose or not. Mm-hmm. But On purpose. Yeah, that kind of embarrassment of like, oh, people love me, and then hitting the stunner as well. I'm loving this, and Owens is loving life. It was a great segment. 
You can tell he was having fun. He loved every second of that. How could you not? Like everybody has at least mimicked Austin's entrance with the the glass breaking and tries to just walk out there with that attitude. So he got to do it on live on like TV. Riled up everybody. Had everybody thinking that Austin was just making a surprise appearance out of nowhere, and it was just executed perfectly, man. That, that's the only thing I can say about it. I enjoyed every second of the promo was great. Also, like his reply to Austin's response and all of that was just pretty good. Like it, it was, this was great. Like I loved every second of it. Uh, I had not a bad thing to say about it. Like no, it was great. It, it shouldn't be this good, especially with one guy just doing the majority of the work. But it really <laughs> is fucking work, and it's the mystique of Stone Cold because they've done it with Stone Cold before, and it's that you know yeah. what you're gonna get. So it's, you know, you can't really build up. And then, of course, the go-home show uh, for Raw, we get a banging Stone Cold video and a great promo um, confirming yeah. its main event slot, really. Owen saying it is going to be main event slot. A couple of things here. Again, we talked about it earlier. But when you've got wrestlers trying to explain who Austin is, and I'm going, how do people not know who Stone Cold is? <laughs> like, they do not yeah. know. It is... Kind of scary that it's yeah. been nearly, you know, two decades. Because even if you're younger, you mean to tell me no one, no older <laughs> fans or nothing else, like a video game, whatever it is, nothing <laughs> led you to know anything about Stone Cold? Like, yeah, yeah that's, it's, the, it's that's the tough part. I don't know why they treat us like we're just, you know. I, I can understand, <laughs> you know, maybe for kids, you know, we're not, no Stone Cold, but when it's someone that's, you know, any time there's a network program, you're going to see usually Stone Cold hitting the stun and talk about Attitude Era. Uh, one of the things I did love, yeah. and we talk about long-term storytelling or long-term, you know, commitment in WWE, KO, KO Mania 6 t-shirt, the uh, Battle of the Stunners yeah. he's got. I would buy that top, without a doubt. Uh, and, you know, Owens 316 say, my stunner is better than yours. It's fantastic, you know. Anybody saying Owen should have gone to AEW team with the Bucks that is going to be better than the main event of WrestleMania against Austin? You believe that? <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, I know it's turned around quick for Kevin, yeah. but you know it is unbelievable. I'm really going to do predictions for this, but I will maybe ask you a question. Do you think this will be a, a match? Or do you think it will kind of um, just be like this segment on the KO show finished with a stunner? Or yeah, I'm like, leaning. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm leaning like a mix, like an encounter. If you see what I mean, yeah. like like it starts off promo-ish or like segment, like you know, you know, and then it breaks off, but it's not like a match. But I think Austin may Austin and Owens may do a little bit more than we expect, just because it's WrestleMania. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is just a promo on the stunner. I really just don't think it's a way that we lose here. Because, like I said, you just you can trust like what you're going to get with Austin, whether it's, just, whether it's the promo or whether it is the stunner, or if it's just a brawl all around WrestleMania. Like, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about just going around the entire Texas stadium just fighting, you know, and, you know, and maybe Kevin try to do a big spot or end up, you know, getting the middle fame and kicked off something that could even happen i may be thinking, putting up too big of expectations but <laughs> no, i'm just but saying, no, I'm saying you know you... <laughs> i'm expecting a, an encounter that gets physical do you remember uh is an in your house canadian stampede back in 97 and it was the triple h mankind match that started first mm-hmm. but because they brought all the rail arena and outside they finished in the like the co-main event spot now, I would love to <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Austin and Owen yeah, 
finishing up in the ring in the main event slot. A hundred percent, yeah, that'll be perfect. But yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get physical. Yeah, I just think it has to. All, Kevin has took it there. Austin is not really don't have to talk much with people who disrespect him. So you know, it could just be a straight up brawl with no promo. But I'm assuming they're gonna talk too. So we'll see. <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting to see and we talked about Seth mm-hmm. and as for Seth Rollins the main event and Rollins was given another chance to earn a spot of mania but it was against AJ Styles this time uh, Edge came out with a steel chair to cause disqualification securing Styles' <laughs> spot um, I mean the finish is like a lot of fans will complain about but 99% of this match was awesome between AJ and Rollins and it made sense you can't have Rollins yeah. losing twice in a sense. row and then get to WrestleMania anyway. Right. You know? Yeah, um, and you don't want Styles to lose, or you, know, you don't want you know, there's no point in even putting them in that situation. And then it made sense for Edge to make the choice. Like, no, Seth, I'm done with you. I want AJ because Edge is on this power trip. You know, we'll get to, you know, so it makes sense. Well, that and then Rollins as well uh, did his best. Uh, I mean, it did reminiscent of Bret Hart shouting bullshit and ruining, you know, yes. the, the announce table and everything. Like that. <laughs> he I sold did, it. It's a great callback. Yeah. Um, it was, a, you know, like I said, a really, really good match. But then the following week uh, on uh, Raw, it was just fixed because Seth Rollins went to Vince McMahon's office. And Vince is saying mm-hmm. to him, why are you getting invested in WWE storylines when you could have just come to me? <laughs> yeah, he did. I don't know. That's the one thing I'll say. If you want to take it seriously, I just laughed at it because it just it was satirical almost. But like as a, as a lot of Vince's uh, backstage secret has been just almost ridiculous with how he acts or like how did his interaction with the town almost ridiculous. But you know, again, why didn't you just ask me? So he makes himself look like a lunatic. <laughs> it really did. You could have just talked to me. <laughs> just, just said, just said something. Uh, so Seth Rollins <laughs> will be at WrestleMania. So Monty, the big question is, how pissed off yeah. will people be when it is not Cody Rhodes? That, they're going to be so pissed. They they're going to be so pissed. And I, I 100% agree with you. It's, they're just going to be, it's going to be a lot of people killing the match. I, I don't even know where they got, like I, I mentioned on my podcast, on the mind of Monty, you have to be careful where you place this match. <laughs> Because depending on how you who it is and how you execute it, this could turn this could turn the whole show upside down, and you gotta hope that Austin and Owen save you, if you know what I mean, or or whatever is after it saves you. But it they have to. I don't know. I'm with you. People are gonna be devastated when it's not not him. And, and maybe and maybe it may not be as bad. Maybe overstating that because it could be a lot of people who. Or cynical about the, about WWE like I am, and just like no, it's not going to be him anyway. Like I don't, I never had that much faith in it anyway. But the way people are chanting Cody at these shows, leading up to this during these self segments, it just had me saying it has to be Cody, right? Like they don't like. I just don't know who else would, who could get a pop where no one would be mad. Say, I tell you, like, I just don't know. Say. Like maybe the Fiend. Like Seth, I don't like who yeah. could come back or who could. Cena or something like that. Seth, Seth on Twitter been posting pictures of, of everybody. Yeah. I think Jungle Boy. Everyone. Uh, not, not Jungle Boy, <laughs> sorry. Um, Marco, Marco Stunt. Had the yes. most likes, you know, I think it was over 20,000. But <laughs> the amount of people. But again, if Bray or The Fiend was to come out, I would lose my shit. 
You know, yeah, it'd be of, great, right? You know, the amount of uh, Bray merchant, I, could, I mean, it's outweighed probably by the Undertaker, but that is a dude who, and he's got an unfinished business with Seth, and would just pop up a year after what happened at last year's Mania and just carry on. Um, but the question it, is... But I just don't know. question is, who are you going to go for and who's going to win that match? I, I, I wrote... I, I'm going to keep it this way and I just can't... I, I got to go with my first good. I just said it has to be Cody, so I'm just going with Cody. I don't... If it's not Cody, I have no problem with being wrong. It is what it is. It just feels... I, I don't know... It doesn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. I've literally been believing till I see it about Cody from the beginning. It's just, you know, I just don't understand. It's just, it's just hard to do this. Like, even the Fiend, yes, people will be. Oh, I think that's the only way you can go. And even that, I'm like, is it a stretch? Is this something they could actually execute? I would mark out. I would love it if the Fiend came back, got some revenge, even if it's a squash. Hopefully, it's a little competitive, but it don't have to be. Either way it go. I would not mind that. I understand it. And then you're going to make, they probably would immediately help you guys with the Alexa problem that you have, you know, not knowing yeah. what to do with her right now. So be, it can help. It going, can work. Thank fuck. <laughs> thank God you're back, right? <laughs> so we can, so I can, come on. Oh my God. Like, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, I can't, I can't put faith in it. Everything is believing until I see it. But either way it go, TBA, whoever it is, the thing, uh, I think, uh, even if it's Goldberg, they well, winning. Let's, let's I think TBA is winning. Please I mean, don't let it be Goldberg. That's going to be horrible. They should just, that, that that might make people walk out. I tell you what they should do. They should have either like Noam Dahl or Sam Gradwell. So we pop, but they have no reaction. Mm-hmm. Hardly any reaction. Yeah, the crowd would be like, "What you the hell?" I would love it. Now, <laughs> if they let them wrestle, they'll be impressed. Yeah. But I still think the crowd would be mad. Them WrestleMania tickets is high though, so. I'll take it back. No one will leave, but they will definitely shit on the show. <laughs> they would. Uh, right, so you and I have both gone Cody. We have both... It's the only two out of the five. We have both gone for Cody Rhodes uh, coming back and winning. Hopefully, Their picks? Oh, my God. Are you going to read their picks? <laughs> yes, I am. Smoke and mirrors. Okay, go ahead. Smoke and mirrors to come out to as well. Okay, so yes, Jaxie and Gina. Please, smoke and mirror. So Jaxie has put... Um, she has, <laughs> I'm not going to laugh. Uh, she's put Shane McMahon, night oh. one. Uh, but think Seth is going to get another opponent for night two. two? Right, fair okay. enough. And Gina, Gina agrees. Uh, she reckons mm-hmm. Cody's showing up in night two and having a match with Shane on night one. So they've both gone oh. Shane. I, I'm sorry. If Cody shows up night one, Gina, you don't get the point because you said night two. I'm sorry. Night two, yeah. It's, it's very, yeah, you very were important. Specific. The best yeah, one, Slap Match Pod, we've always enjoyed you having on here. He, he's he gone for beer. <laughs> 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 Which you got, you got to love. <laughs> yeah, got to love it. Um, he can't show up the Raw, but he can show up the WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. He's going to show up a couple of days early than he's been, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's been advertised. And then uh, the true main match of WrestleMania, and I know we don't talk about it, but it is Charlotte Flair versus mm-hmm. Ronda Rousey. Uh, we go yeah. all the way back to March 4th, SmackDown with Ronda Rousey's first SmackDown match, killing Sonya Deville. Uh, Flair entered the ring yep. afterwards, and the Queen tapped out. 
as Mark Cole reminded the audience, the women's champion had previously called a WrestleMania opponent a one-trick pony. Uh, Rose, uh, Rousey was fine in this one. Uh, SmackDown March 11th, Rousey cut a promo insisting she's more than a one-move wonder, starting the ankle lock by her mentor, Kurt Angle, called back to WrestleMania 34. Uh, Flair interrupted and brushed off Rousey uh, when saying Rousey said to Flair she would either tap or she would take the Queen's arm home with her. And the show went off the air with Ronda Charlotte brawling backstage. Uh, and we see the Queen's penchant for vehicular assault still prevalent after all these years. The introduction of a new submission by Flair up the ante as well. Smackdown March 18th and Charlotte Flair returned to the Queen City, greeted with a hero's a welcome. Uh, and we see Rousey coming to the ring with a fight ensued. But of course, uh, Charlotte using the kendo stick and putting her through the announce table with a powerbomb to end as well. I mean, Charlotte has got so much confidence. She smacked Ronda square in the mouth. Like, do you, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, a former bronze judo winner. And Charlotte has got no problems <laughs> trying to hit her as hard as she can. Like, she must think she's untouchable. You know, not in that way, yes. not in a kind of Jackson. Do you know what I'm trying to say by that? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's the character. Like, yeah. that's exactly where she is. She is so full of herself or so confident in who she is that it doesn't matter who, who either, either, if, either if it's delusion or if it's, you know, just she's that damn good to herself, yeah. whatever it is, <laughs> she exactly views herself in the same light. Like, no, I'm not afraid of you. Like, I could do this too. So, well, it's you know, also, yeah, I agree. I have reported a, couple of, I've reported a couple of other things Charlotte has done. She's been reported spitting in the wind and tugging on Superman's cape. So, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing. It's unbelievable. Then March 28th, uh, Rousey hit the ring and cut a promo on Charlotte, who interrupted remotely, uh, seemingly afraid to face C. And it was more of the same from champion and challenger. Um but that is basically it. And we've seen Charlotte. And a lot of people are saying Charlotte, even on the polls that we released last night, of Charlotte winning by submission. Now, out of every result or every match here, even the whole weekend, there is no way, Monty, please tell me, that Charlotte is making Rousey tap. There is no way. Like, even, there's not no even way. a 1% chance, is there? I'm not buying it. No. I'm not buying it. No way. I just, I'm with you. And no way, 100%. I don't even really know. I, I can't believe that, that she's... I'm with you. Though. I've seen it. A lot of people really think that Charlotte has this in the bag. And I just don't understand where that's coming from. And, you know, and especially in the last slot at WrestleMania, you know, one-on-one, if that's where they end up at, you know, uh, I just don't see it. it just not, not, and not by submission anyway. And, you know, uh, they must have information I don't have. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, everybody on here, Jack C. Gina, Slept Match Pod, and myself have all gone Ronda Rousey. Um, maybe the question is, how annoyed is Ronda that she won't be main event? Or, again, is it a thing that we look into too much? Uh, because, yeah. or is there a chance that this could start the show if it's not going to main event? <laughs> Yeah, it's a chance. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, the thing is, uh, like I said, you know, putting them in the last match of the build, personally, the build itself did both women at, at times a disservice. They tried, they did their best. Like I said, the brawl, I guess, was like entertaining and they 
They've, you know, they've traded, you know, insults and, you know, they've really put Ronda uh, in these promo situations and she's, you know, still rough around the edges. They're not not used, in my opinion, playing or like like really being a character. So that's you can still just feel that when Ronda speaks. And, uh, you know, that is what it is. So maybe that's another thing that they can have against her. But it's just, you know, you bring Ronda back, paying her when we know that they're going to they're paying her. And we have a Charlotte Flair here uh, who has done everything there is to do, you know, does not need this victory whatsoever. Definitely don't need a submission victory over Ronda Rousey. You know, I mean, like, we've already, she's already the greatest woman in WWE history. And, like, we can go ahead and just book it at this point. No one is even close by accomplishments, even if you like her or not. So, you know, I just don't understand what's the point of doing that and, like, at that moment, I think you just go ahead and go with the obvious. Now, the thing is, it is a different choice than like what everyone probably would assume. As you said, we all pick Ronda Rousey because you know she won the Raw Rumble. It's Ronda Rousey. She's only lost to Becky, so I guess yeah, you could say Charlotte may want her name to be to join, to like be next to Becky as someone who's beating uh, Ronda Rousey. But I, I think uh, I just don't see that working. I think you you do you let Ronda take the title here. Uh, I mentioned earlier about Bianca winning with Becky. I think you can kind of have a story later on down the line. However you get Becky to SmackDown or however you want to do it later, shakeups or whatever. And you can have a storyline later on with Becky and Ronda, uh, even if it's not about the championship yeah. or whatever. They always can go back to that. I just don't I, – I think you have more options. But I always – I beg the question. I made this point about SmackDown. Like we said, we talked about the mid-card. What about the women's division? Who else is who, – who, who, who legitimate threats? Right now, to Ronda Rousey. I mean, pull, we're gonna pull Sasha and Naomi out of the tag division, I guess. Anyone well, else? Like, do we think? Do we take anyone else seriously? And I'll, even in that case, with Sasha and Naomi, I love them. No one, we don't take them seriously enough to say they're gonna beat Ronda at this point. Either yeah, one of them is maybe Sasha. You can make but the, the thing case is, for, but you know, so who else? I got to jump in. I got to jump in. You're making too many good points. All right, and I'm not gonna be able to remember <laughs> the stuff. Um, Again, if Charlotte gotcha, was if Charlotte was to beat Ronda in any way at Mania, then I would believe Charlotte's got some power and sway in the backstage area. The yes, that yes, makes, that right? argument exactly. Yeah, I agree. That, that would be he has stroke if that happens. The the whole Becky Lynch, like Becky Lynch redemption of being big time Bex and losing everything and realizing it was the fans that got place becoming the man again and winning the rumble to face ronda at wrestlemania who would be hill at that point is just made made for it as well and you ask about challenges exactly as long as you get oscar versus rousey at some point that's all i give a fuck about oscar I rousey, that. yeah that, that would be a ma- again or bring bailey back bailey yeah. again with so, a yeah. well, i think bailey might if she was to come back her and belair Probably gonna roll. to pick up that yeah. feud right where they left off as well makes sense that's but true. again Bailey with superstar shake-up or facing Ronda at SummerSlam or something like that, it's there. Like we said, we kind of know how they're going to do it. But again, we've been talking about this and we're watching it and everything like this. But look at TakeOver. There's always surprises. There's always yes. hills that are going to win that we're not expecting, Expecting, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not saying it's going to be Charlotte winning or Owens getting a stunner, but there will be something here it tonight. Happens, though. That will happen, you know, and and that's what makes wrestling. People say, "Oh, you can bet," but look how unpredictable it is. <laughs> like this, right? Is the thing um, that's what makes wrestling great, man. When it's unpredictable, we don't know what's coming next. You know, that's the problem. Like when you just can predict wrestling. Like WWE's been at its worst when you just know what's coming. Like 
that that it, that added factor is what makes you know makes you come back. And to also give a, a devil advocate point about, like I said about challengers too, we do have NXT. We just saw EO get pinned. We don't know if she will still be a two point oh, uh, you know, down the you know down the line as this year goes on. We don't know how long, uh, you know, she she could be down there. Like we know a lot of stuff can change. Like you said, when it comes to the makeup of a roster, so it may look like it's nobody here right now, but you know that can change. So yeah. But this is the thing, and the whole point of us doing this for like two two and a half hours that we've done it is to try and build excitement. You know, like I said, it maybe it hasn't been the best build up to WrestleMania, but irrespective, yeah. it's still a WrestleMania. You know, there's only been thirty eight mm-hmm. WrestleManias, or you know, thirty seven at this point. And we're going to get two nights of action. Hopefully, the rest is going to try their best. You know, we talk about who's involved. Yeah. Charlotte, big match situation. Lynch and Belair trying to prove themselves. Even someone like Corbin and McIntyre. You know, hopefully mm-hmm. they use those matches as, as quick ones. And the matches that we want a little bit of time to stick there. I think, you know, I want Usos and Boogs and Nakamura to get as much time as the Mysterios match. Even though it won't, but... Do you know what I mean? Just I don't want anything yeah. rushed. They have a chance now to kind of show uh, what they can do on in a, in a massive stadium. And like I said, we've got a few talk about WrestleMania moments or matches. We can have it all here tonight. And like I said, with what happened at NXT not take over, God knows what can happen. We could be sitting here tomorrow on a live show, and that's when we're going to be back tomorrow at eight PM. It will be Monty and I alongside Jackson Gina. We'll have quick talk, a quick talk about night one and then get into night two because tomorrow <laughs> as well, we are going to have lots of news and we're going to talk about the New Japan Cup because I have been following Zack Sabre Jr.'s journey through it as well. So that should be quite interesting. And of course, a lot else. Is there anything else, Monty, about NXT Stand and Deliver, WrestleMania night one or anything else that you need to get off your chest before we are back for night two. No, nothing really off the top of my head other than like uh, NXT set a, a tone of, you know, surprises and, you know, like I said, an overall fun show. I just hope uh, WrestleMania night one continues that and, you know, give us at least something we can all be proud of. Say, you know, that was a fun show, you know, even if the decisions go our way or don't go our way. So that's the only thing I hope so. You know, because even though I didn't do the best in NXT, Predicting it, I had fun watching it, and I, I, I take it. Well, like I said, we've already done uh, three and a half hours of action, and the kickoff has just started for WrestleMania right now. So uh, once we finish here, go and start watching that. The action kick well starts properly at 1 a.m., so it should give me an hour or so to sort myself out before we stay up. But I really feel for you guys, man. <laughs> feel for me tomorrow. 1 a.m. Tomorrow on the pod, I'm like, hello. And welcome. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, we got to do this again. It's like, oh, my God. I, I, I feel for you guys. This is me in the New Japan Cup, though. Think about it. Like, it's like I'm up at 3 in the morning. <laughs> 4 in the morning. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're yeah, going to talk so. about that. We're going to talk about a lot else. But everybody, like I said, that is it. Don't forget, we're across all social media. Follow uh, the Dubbin' Podcast on Twitter. The Dubbin' Podcast. I'm at the Dubbin' JR. Uh, you can find Monty. Well, you just look on the WNR podcast banner. Or Monty, where can people find you? At mine, Monty Pod on Twitter. I'm primarily there. 
Like uh, you mentioned, the New Japan Cup had an extensive breakdown of the finals, semifinals and the finals, actually. Uh, and I've been covering the whole entire tournament. You can look at my last three, four episodes and get uh, my takes on a lot of the best matches throughout the entire tournament. So, you know, come check us out. We have fun. We do a little bit of different stuff at Mind Monty Pod, the Mind Monty Podcast on all podcasting platforms. Thank you. Click the link in my bio. Well, I will <laughs> say to people, and they have asked as well, they do enjoy you on the show, but how can they listen to Monty without me? There is your chance. Like I say, there you I, go. I, I, I bring you down like I bring everybody else <laughs> down, I suppose. Uh, you, I don't get email. That does hurt me, guys. You know, when I get emails, like that. <laughs> it does. Don't worry, don't worry. You know, it's fine. It's fine. But um, don't, don't also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us your hurtful emails at the WRPodcast.gmail.com and YouTube. Done Please do. Latest clips of podcasts at the same time as YouTube and it's SoundCloud. <laughs> emails are more passive-aggressive as well. You know, they're not like on Twitter. They're just <laughs> behind your back. And also Spotify and iTunes, we can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that's it. And we're just starting the action. We've night one tonight and tomorrow at 8 p.m. live. We've got Jaxie, Gina, and of course, Monty. We've talked about New Japan Cup. We've got the Hall of Fame to look at tomorrow as well. Of course, the Untaker being inducted cool. and so much more. But until then, I've been James Rollins and I was joined by the... The brilliant, the fantastic, the awesome, the one and only, the true heel of the WNR podcast, Monty. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed Love yourself. <laughs> I did. I always do. And uh, I have to work on my heel material tomorrow because <laughs> I got we got the whole team back. So let's see who I, who I can piss off next show. <laughs> we'll find out what happens. But until then, thanks for listening, everybody. And enjoy WrestleMania. Bye. Adios.